Welcome to episode 207 of Comic Timing, a comics podcast devoted to the average comic book fan from the average comic book fan. Join in as Brent Casino, rotating panel of guests, and myself, Ian Levesey, discuss whatever comes to mind time after time. Here on Comic Timing, we continue the Zoom action here as we catch up on everything we didn't talk about in the last couple of months. There's a lot of movies, a lot of it's TV. Eighty-four years. It's been eighty-four <laughs> years. Here now, comic timing. Oh, let it ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey there, folks. My name is Ian Levesine, and welcome to episode two hundred seven of Comic Timing. Casina is on the bottom of the zoom here. He's 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 on the he's on the on the bottom left. He's on the bottom left, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, Brent? Wait. Hello, hello, everyone. And uh, also joining us, Mr. Suhu from the confines of the Suho compound. Yeah, I'd like to thank Brent Casina and Comic Geek Speak for having me on the show. <laughs> As usual, thank you again. No. Uh, <laughs> you best. Look at the name. Look at the goddamn name. Uh, the complete, Brent. You, you know, you, you, you know, you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and change my Zoom name right now. Oh, okay. there we go. Sure. Oh, well, thank you for having me, Brent. Look, look How are that. you guys doing? Oh, look at that. Hello, Ian. Hi, Raph. <laughs> you motherfucker. And oh. Also, also joining uh, us, uh, back, recently back from Baltimore Comic-Con and boy are his arms tired, Jamal Igel. Hello, <laughs> greetings. <laughs> and Chris is here as well. Hey, Chris, what up? Uh, uh, everything's good. I, I think I really hate your theme song now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's fantastic. Hey, hey. It's, it's a classic. I, classic, yeah. It's so, like, years. 2006, man. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'll get right on changing that in the next four years. And, uh, <laughs> Donovan Morgan Grant. Donovan, what up? Should do a dubstep. Uh, I, I think the last time I was here was before my nose pierced, so I'm I have a fresh hole for everybody to enjoy this fine podcasting night. That's what she said. Woo! Want us to enjoy your fresh hole? Yes. Please enjoy that, your fresh the hole. Take away. I'm going to enjoy your. Okay. And and, and that just, and that is officially okay. what this episode is going to be titled. Thank you very much. <laughs> See, I'm the gift. I am the gift that keeps on giving. <sighs> just me. I just do gift. Just keep giving. Ah. Uh. God, no, that's no, no, we don't need that. <laughs> I don't even know where to go after this. But uh, yeah, we're, we're back here uh, for another comic timing recording. Uh, this will be on YouTube. Uh, this will also probably be simulcasted on the Comic Geek Speak feed about two weeks afterwards as well, because uh, I have the power and I can do things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is this is uh, this is good times. And it's good to catch up with you gentlemen for the first time in a while, even though I saw, uh, you know, Chris and Jamal a little bit more recently yes. what with the whole New York Comic Con thing and what have you that's uh Reunited well, you kind of saw me for D&D so well I mean I heard, no no Raph I heard you I heard you there's a difference that, oh that's right that, that's that, right the internet you see the internet is not a real place the internet is a place that people congregate I forget I uh I uh I, I hide myself on D&D <laughs> Forget about that. Yes, he's got yes. lost in the net. Oh my god! You know what? what I was what's going to say? Go, yeah. go ahead. Oh, Ian, I was going to say you also saw me. At... <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Yes, we we saw we saw Bond uh, at the New Alamo Draft House. And, uh, ooh, trying to see right? that still. Oh, okay. The, uh, well, now, now the Bond movie itself, two hours and forty minutes. 
get ready for two hours and 40 minutes of a movie. Um, <laughs> it is long. It is long. It's very long. I liked it. I did actually enjoy it. Um, I didn't enjoy all nice. of it, but I enjoyed most of it. Mm. Um, and, but I think the, it's longer than Doom. I think so. Like two minutes. I think it is. Oh, yeah. That's shit. crazy. <laughs> that, that Bond movie made me realize that I didn't really ever like Bond. I just like Daniel Craig. Mm. I like Bond. It's just, I think... My thing is, I think they tried too hard to interconnect his movies together. Yeah. Like, right. I'm the bad guy, but I actually work for the bigger guy guy mm-hmm. who you see in the next movie, who has an even bigger bad guy behind him. Yeah. It's me all along. Well, yeah, I was like, who's the blonde girl again? What's the relationship here? Well, his da- her dad killed his first love, and now he's in love with her. I'm, see, I'm I was kind of thinking, I was like, is that his step like or some his brother's daughter? I don't know. <laughs> His nephew's cousin's former roommate. And what is his that? What is it? His niece? And what does that make us? Inappropriate. Absolutely nothing. nothing. Exactly. It's what you are about to become. It, yeah, they're like 25 years apart anyway. Like the Daniel Craig, like 52. But well, I mean, Bond's been canceled for about a decade. So like, uh, well, yeah, it is, exactly. It is what it is. Yeah. Well, the, the, speaking the, the, of 52. Oh, no, 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 no. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Right, hold on. Hold fine. on. Hold on. We'll get there. Uh, but, but I think uh, overall... Uh, decent movie, but the Lower Manhattan Alamo Draft House is swanky as hell, and I love mm, I love the I new bar. The new bar is beautiful. Uh, it's called the Press Room, uh, and it's a museum for uh, printing plates, along with it also being a bar. So like you walk around and you see all these old like seventies printing plates for for oh, newspapers. Nice. They have like the old Star Wars advertisements, and uh, they, they they had a Fu Manchu movie. Uh, Raph, you know, for you, did they? Yeah. I love, I love yeah, those because that's totally I appropriate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's totally appropriate. I mean, different times, <laughs> different times. They, I've they actually had... watched one of them now. Um, the one with Christopher oh. Lee. Oh yeah, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it, it's. I watched it on MST3K first. Okay, so that's right. how you know it's bad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I, 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 I had a good time. It was, it was nice to go to the movies. It was nice to go to a new movie theater. Um. But Jamal, I want to start with you, uh, since now you've been to your second big con in, in a matter yes. of like three weeks. Yes. Um, anybody who wants the full New York Comic Con experience that was posted on CGS a little while ago, um, and I had Jamal on that. But uh, I want to know how Baltimore went, and I want to know how you're feeling. Um, Baltimore was good. Here's the thing that I had forgot. Yes. Baltimore, in terms of the people who go to that convention, is much more of a an artist crowd yes. like a creator crowd mm-hmm. much they're much more about the the comics and if you're an artist of any note you can actually do really well in baltimore mm-hmm. my problem was i brought a lot of books based on how well i did in new york ah, and new york comic-con is a buyer's convention yes new york comic-con is definitely a buyer's convention not to say that there aren't buyers in the the baltimore crowd right there's a much much different vibe but the thing about baltimore also i love going to baltimore personally because mark and shelly nathan who run baltimore comic con mm-hmm. are dear friends of mine mm-hmm. and they always treat me like gold and <laughs> like family nice. basically and it was stores great too yeah 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 it is a great store it, it was fun you know it was you know i got the cat you know and just like new york like you're catching up with people mm-hmm. You know, that you haven't seen in a while. In some cases, like I, I saw my friend Paul Story, who I hadn't, probably haven't seen face to face in two years. Nice. 
um, since the last well, the last time I was in Baltimore. And, you know, that that was cool. And I kind of low-keyed it, you know. It's like I went out to dinner with, you know, some friends of mine, Kevin Powers and Vito Del Sante and Paul and, you know, some other, you know, Charlie Kirkhoff and, you know, some other people one night and then with Heidi McDonald and Fred Van Lanty and Ryan Dunleavy and his son, Luke, we went to Morton Steakhouse and Mm -hmm. spent way too much money. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So that was, that was cool. Um, Yeah. I mean, that was really like the, the big thing is just like between the two conventions, I I feel like it was, there was a a release valve Mm -hmm. that needed to happen for you know, two different groups of people. Mm-hmm. New York, it felt more like a celebration. Yeah. You know, it, it felt, it felt bigger. I was emotional. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But, I, but I know I, you, you gave me the largest bear hug that, uh, that I could have possibly <laughs> experienced when we ran into each other on, on Thursday. That it was, was good seeing you, I, yes, I know it was, it was, it was good to see everybody, but especially yeah. people that I, that I, that I know and love. Like that's, that's, oh, that's the best freaking part about the whole damn thing. It's the reunion. Yeah, no, absolutely. But one of the great things that was happening at the convention, yeah. at the convention center, in front of the convention center, the yeah. Baltimore Department of Health mm-hmm. set up a vaccination station Ooh. in front of the convention center. Nice. So you could get online and get your booster Good shot call. before you went into the con. That's awesome. That's that they, awesome. Did that for and all, they did that for all three days of the show. Uh was it was was it J and J or was it uh, like what, everything, everything? Everything. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, All I have a logistics question. Being from yes. Florida, where COVID doesn't exist, and apparently, oh, yeah, I don't, so I so I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there a uh, vaccination or negative COVID test requirement to get into? Oh, both negative of COVID cons? test. Negative, negative COVID test required. You have to be masked the entire time. You mm-hmm. have to show proof. The, the only difference. I think was NYCC was working with clear. Yeah. So you, you could do your, you could do your check-in beforehand and all you had to do was show the, the negative test on the clear app or, but otherwise you bring your vaccine card, you bring the, use the NYC COVID app or the empire app. I mean, New York, it's all covered, but it was the same thing with, uh, with Baltimore. One of the big hiccups that happened in Baltimore, unfortunately, was the convention center itself only had one working infrared thermal thermometer. Oy. So there was a line wrapped around the convention center for like an hour and a half on Saturday for people to get in. That no, sucks. I've I've yeah. never yeah. I've never experienced being wrapped wrapped around a convention center in Baltimore. No, that's <laughs> that's never happened to me at all. But that wasn't. But that wasn't the, the it wasn't the promoter's fault. It was strictly on the convention. Yes, side. yes. Let me let me reiterate. Never happened to me before for different reasons, like having mm. really crappy internet to 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 get people through to pick up your badges or anything like that. Right. No, I, I I love the Baltimore Convention Center. It's my favorite. Sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever finish expanding that place? No. Weren't they supposed to do that? No. no. Okay. No. 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 Javits is expanded, right? Yes. Javits is expanded. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. They opened the new building, mm-hmm. which is okay. it's it's nice. It's oh, kind yeah. of a pain in the butt. 
It, so. y- uh, well, yeah, <laughs> uh, especially like it's it's cavernous, like it's yeah. long and wide at the same time. So like to get to certain areas, like you're going up like a giant escalator, which is often out of service. Um, in order in order to get to the uh, to the fourth floor, uh, at least that's how they uh, New York Comic Con had it set up. And then it's, so it actually, my scooter. It actually yeah. in a lot of ways it reminded me of when they did the expansion on the San Diego Convention mm-hmm. Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very it's not as big, but it's very similar in terms of layout and height and where like all the panel rooms are situated yeah. and, and everything. Yep. I mean, it's a big space. You can get a lot of people in there. And I think it's like four floors, something like that. Four, so, so how busy floors. were both these conventions compared to pre-COVID times? Um, not as busy as pre-COVID. Definitely. Uh, New York definitely picked up on Saturday. Saturday and Sunday, it felt more like, uh, you know, a, a typical New York, like NYCC. Definitely. But at the same time, the way that they laid out Artist Alley was there were super wide aisles. So there, and there was enough space. They had actually opened up the entire downstairs yep. area mm-hmm. to Artist Alley. So everybody had enough space. People did, did they really rent more? Did the con rent more no. space? No, they, or they, they just didn't. had less artists, well, less rows. No, no, no. They 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 opened up more space because the last yeah. 2018, which was the last time I was there, they had maybe like a third of the space that they were using dedicated this at this show dedicated to Artist Alley, and everybody was just like shoulder to shoulder crunched in together no air conditioning it was yeah bad also with the with the expansion brent uh they used to actually hold panel rooms in in the area that was the what was the second half of artist alley this time around um and they moved the panel rooms into the expansion um so basically like there were two panel rooms downstairs where the where the artist alley was other than that it was just super long aisles and you know, actually being able to walk around because they didn't have to worry about clearing out for panels, so that 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 helped a lot. Were the days shorter? No, no, actually, they were they were normal days. Mm-hmm. Were, uh, Baltimore, I know, yeah, Artist Alley stayed open an hour later, like they traditionally do, than the than the show floor in New York. Yep. Um, Baltimore, same ten to seven, uh, Friday and Saturday, and ten to five on Sunday. I have I have an important question about Baltimore. Was there yes. ice cold water, and was it only one dollar? <laughs> no water dealers. Uh, no water boys outside. Uh, hope we survived COVID. I, I I hope so too. I hope so too. Because man, water boy. <laughs> I miss that guy. I miss him so much. One year there was actually somebody who cosplayed him to Otakon back back, back when it was in, in in Baltimore. It was it was hilarious. I love that dude. <laughs> Well, I think it was probably still warm enough that he was working the beaches. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It didn't get it didn't get uh, below sixty until like uh, today, actually. So yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad it worked out for you, man, and I'm glad too. Like it it felt like there were two. Actually, I am glad that there, there were that there were two different types of crowds because that says that there's yeah. you know there's still a demand and a and a feel for it uh, and you know distinct personalities for each for each. Oh convention. no, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, one of the things that I noted, at least for myself, was that in spite of everything that's been going on, like the community itself. I almost kind of felt like it was coming together even a little bit more than it used to. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and I think a lot of that is it's it's cultural. I think we're all on varying levels dealing with PTSD oh, from yeah. everything that's going on. So I think, you know, grabbing onto that little bit of humanity and a little bit of shared humanity, mm-hmm. you know, was was a good thing for for everybody. So what you're saying is we are the world. We are the children. That's uh... we are the ones who make the brighter day. Yeah. So let's start living. And, and we'd like to give the world a Coke. Uh, that's that's yes. that's all that it's all there. It's all there in spades. Also, yeah, ra- exactly. also, also, wrap up. I just realized that, like I said, I hadn't seen you. Of course, I saw you. I saw you freaking at, a- at AEW. Like that was that was that yeah. was that was the last that's time that I saw like, I, you. Saw me pretty recently. You, you, yeah. you, want, you want you want to know how time doesn't make any sense anymore? Like to me, in my head, AEW was like months ago. And in reality, that was only like a month and a half ago. Yeah. 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 I used to be I used to be I used to be under the age of 30. What? <laughs> that was that was almost a decade ago now. All right. Nothing makes sense to me. Nothing has made sense to me since. It's uh, fine. An, uh, well, an, you have you haven't quite hit my age yet, Raph. So yeah. No, I haven't. But like I, I am the, the fact old man that, of the crew. No, that's true. But the fact that I the person you knew you know, back in like what 2006, yes, mm-hmm, have yes. been allowed, yes, to reach this age, yes, it's astounding. <laughs> well, well, it's, astounding. it's only it's only because we allowed it that we didn't just yes. like you know like 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 throw you in the moving traffic when you annoyed well, us too well, much. Well, yeah, right? all those letters know. Ian asked us to write disallowing <laughs> that kidney transplant didn't get. Yeah, I know, I I saw all them. crimes. <laughs> NYU was like, what the fuck? Do people really hate you just about something. Yeah, it's part of it's part of the course. Or or to put it to you this way, Raph. You only exist at my discretion. <laughs> it's all I mean, part I'll of the take plan. It. <laughs> it's all part of the plan. You need to be you need to be uh, Jamal's artist assistant now. <laughs> you know that that happened. Back, that takes back to three hundred or yes. the first super show where yeah. I was Jamal's helper monkey and yeah. I found that sign. Yes. in storage. <laughs> it sounds like, like he ago. need he needs some organizing done in his apartment, you know, just <laughs> No, no, no. It, 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 it's fine. We, we, we're actually like, what's the next step is taking some of these books over to U-Haul. Nice. Putting them in storage. I need help moving, Raph, soon. Next month, you want to come down? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to pay for the plane and, and housing, sure. Now, I- important question, Brent. Does the new place oh, have I a man? I can't do that. Does, does the, important, uh, the, the important question is, does the new place have a man cave? I mean, uh, it, it... Well, we, haven't, we haven't picked it out yet. We're okay. still searching, but right. it, w- it most definitely will. I just got this couch last year, so I, I'm not going <laughs> yeah, anywhere. I, I figured as much. And where else will you record? BK's Bullets. That's right. BK's Bullets exactly. over at YouTube.com right over there. slash BK's Bullets. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> it is a great show. No, we Donovan never comments, but he lets me know yeah, in other ways he watches. Yes. Brandon always comments. I comment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I, comment. I think I'm in a lot I should leave ones. a comment. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brent. I'm a bad person. Uh, I'm going to leave a comment yeah. on your next so I wanna video. Know, I want to know. I think the biggest thing yeah. to talk about uh, since we have Jamal on, it, but mm-hmm. in general, not just picking on Jamal, is the whole wave of the new... Remember how 10 years ago, oh, I almost spilled my, my whiskey. 10 years ago when Comixology that. launched and DC went day and day, they were going to kill comics. Uh-huh. Yeah. They were going to kill. Uh, and they did. Comics are over. They're done. No Ooh, more comic comics. Comic shops were done. Now we have the next wave of this is going to kill comics. Oh, yeah. And you have people like Jamal Eigel out there <laughs> killing local comic book shops. People like Scott Snyder, Francesco Francavilla, Greg Capullo, biggest All names. All these stars. Yeah. 
How Substack throwing around money for James Tynan the fourth and oh whoever God, else is yeah. doing that oh, nonsense. Boy. Oof. How does Jeez. Substack work for comic creators? Actually, I don't. I, think I know it, like people do newsletters, but I didn't. I don't know about well, there, So I, yeah, I know how Comixology works because I'm using it. But what right. is this Substack deal? I I don't understand. So basically, that. the Substack deal is the Substack got some VC money, venture capital, venture capital for those of you not you know yes. tied in with the lingo, mm-hmm. and not you guys. I know you are, but oh it, oh yeah yeah no no for the, no, the wide for the wider <laughs> of of course I know everything you're talking about exactly. Can you explain a non fungible token? All right, anyway, uh, <laughs> it's a receipt for a <laughs> JPEG. Basically, it's the way to it's it's money laundering for yeah. the high tech crowd. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, that, that's that, that's, that's good. No, yeah. bro, it's the future, bro. I'm telling you, <laughs> I just spent nineteen thousand dollars on a picture of a monkey. All right, it's the future. <laughs> it's the future. I'm telling you. Do you own said picture of the monkey? No, but it's still no. great. It's the receipt. No, literally, someone explained to me it's it's the receipt yeah, for no. a picture that it's, the other person doesn't own either. Yeah, it's like right. a certificate of authentication, but yeah. you don't actually get the item with it. Mm-hmm. Right, you, don't you get a get, link you, to the item. You don't get you don't get get the item. You get a link to the item. You can't even use the item because you don't have the rights to the item. You just have a certificate that says, "I paid nineteen thousand dollars for a picture of a monkey." Yeah, the the part when they said that the person pay, buying the NFT doesn't own the copyright or the production rights to it. Yeah. That's when I was like, "That's a scam." Oh yeah, absolutely. So, so it's like an IOU, basically. Not even Just throwing it's money not even, away. Not it's not even that. It's it's. Do you guys remember the episode of uh, Fraggle Rock with convincing John? <laughs> it's a little before my time. <laughs> I probably uh, I probably I did watch young. it. I'm, I'd be lying if I say I remember. I was probably really young. Yeah, no. The convincing John was it was a con Fraggle basically. That can talk anybody into doing anything, and that's basically anybody who sells you an NFT. <laughs> a con fraggle. <laughs> hey, uh, I got th- I got this great goods here. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, it only has forty five miles on it, uh, and and was only driven by an old lady named Susan. It's 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 gonna be great. Uh, give me all your money. Give me all of it. Basically, <laughs> it's basically. <laughs> <laughs> With Zoom, I can do things like bring up pictures of convincing John. Is that thing's real? Yeah. Well, I'm convinced, as am I. <laughs> so, okay. So, Substack. So, the way that I understand the whole Substack deal is that Substack is paying James and uh, who was Nick Spencer has mm-hmm. a Substack yep. deal. Hickman. Uh, Hickman, Zagarski, they all have Substack deals. Yep. So they're basically paying them to create content. And then the people who subscribe to their Substack basically can pay for those products. Mm-hmm. But it's not a traditional comic book. So in the way, it, it's sort of like how when Comixology were doing, releasing chapters of an issue mm-hmm. so you can you can pay for that i think it's actually very similar to panel syndicate if you guys are familiar with panel syndicate I am. which was how uh uh marcos martin and brian k vaughn were doing their books mm-hmm. oh yeah i remember that yeah yeah so it, it's you know it's kind of like a, a pay what you want or some like a subscriber tier like you can subscribe to my Substack for free, but you know here's our comics, and okay. it's already like the production, like the money they're getting is paying for the production, I guess. It's a, it's a different 
it, so it's it, like it, so I, so it's almost like Patreon comics, like like kind of yeah yeah exactly okay. exactly interesting yeah, which is another you know digital platform that people are using. You know it, it's you know Patreon. I mean you right. Know? I mean, but it's the kind of same thing with the Comicsology deal. We Comicsology is is paying us to do creator own comics. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, so. I got my this is maybe a bigger business question, but and you may not be able to talk about it. But like when right. you're getting a check, is it coming from Best Jacket or Amazon Comicsology? No, it's coming from Best Jacket. Okay, okay, because their deals with Best Jacket. Yes, got it. So yeah, I'm getting paid through Best Jacket. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then the print uh, once the books start coming out, eventually they go over to Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I've so, seen I've seen uh, uh, Zadarsky's book uh, was solicited already and hasn't even come out yet on Comicsology. Yes, like that's <laughs> so that's that that that's a thing. Like I'm like like oh yeah, wow, Zad- wow, Zadarsky's new uh, new book uh, out, out of Dark Horse. Now look it up. It's like right. coming out in February, issue one. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> what book was that? Uh, th- that's the oh god. Uh, let me let the me. The all nighter. Yeah, the all nighter. Thank you. That's, that's uh, no, that's, that's out. Nice. I just read that. Oh really? Yesterday. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's on the first two issues are on Comicsology Unlimited now. It's okay. good. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Because the uh, the it, weird thing is that it goes from left to right. Or you swipe it the way you swipe manga in this app. Oh, so, so uh, the proper way to read things. <clears throat> no. So it's only the <laughs> page the turn is opposite. So you would still oh. read top to bottom, left to right, uh, like a regular comics page. So but to turn right. the page, you don't go like this. You go, you don't go right to left. You go mm-hmm. left to right. It's almost as if the book was ordered backwards. Mm, I'm kind of okay. wondering because it's about vampires mm. and they're at night and they're kind of doing things in the opposite way. Uh, Maybe that's why that the page be- turn swipe is because yeah. on both issues and they don't say why. But I'm like, oh, maybe that's. You know, because you're, yeah, you're throwing off your element, yeah, and you're I think dealing that's definitely with definitely part of the design. So it's pretty cool. The story's about vampires who decide to become superheroes because they've decided not to eat people. Got it. So, so it's, it's interesting. It's good. All right. No, well, with costumes, less romance so far. And and and, nice. and anybody with Amazon Prime can read this also. So that's uh, you know you don't even need Comicsology Unlimited in order to do no. it. And even better, if you have Amazon Prime, they let you borrow the book yes. as well to, mm-hmm. to read before you buy. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's what um, I only borrow all the Comixology books, mm-hmm. the unlimited I ones. Do that more often. Yeah. Well, that's 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 super good to know, and uh, it, it's because literally up until like three days ago. The All Nighter was still showing up as coming out in 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 February, and then it suddenly dropped, and now that might be the print edition. Yeah, the print the print edition is coming that, out. That's February. possible. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, then go figure. All right. Great. I'm adding them. I'm adding them to my uh, to my thing right now to read after we are done here. So go figure. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean that that works, and frankly, I mean, it makes me think even further because I mean, we've talked about like the the quote unquote future of comics and all right. that, like. This makes a lot more sense for how you distribute single issues in particular. Um, oh, no, absolutely. Is to do them digitally, and then if you want your collection, then that's your physical media, that's what you have on your shelf, and that's the way to go. I mean, yeah, it's not great for, for comic shops, sure, but at the same time, it's also not like single issues are going away anytime soon. Like, this is just another I, way of doing it. 
I would disagree because the audiences are different. Yes. For the most part. Mm-hmm. But the, the people who read digitally are strictly digital readers for you know more often. And the, the actual audience, like the current audience for digital comics is still relatively small mm-hmm. in comparison to the print audience. Right. But it also gives creators an option on both the digital end and on the print end is how they want the book to be presented. You can release the book in single issues digitally and do a collected edition on the print end, or you could release them as single issues. Or if you decide that if you're going to do it digitally, you're going to release them in chapters. You, you know, I think the the overall thing is, especially right now, all things considered with the supply, you know, the supply chain issues, mm-hmm. particularly the paper, yeah. like digital is going to become more and more prevalent. I think once the the prices of technology become less uh, daunting mm-hmm. for the average person, if we can, you know, God forbid, we should actually do something about like the the, the internet infrastructure in this country. But <laughs> no, you know, no, is it one of those two bills? I'm not sure which one it was. <laughs> <laughs> the one that hasn't gone chopped to pieces yet, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We're going to get right on that. People are just going to get internet whenever they... What? what uh, 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 I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, I froze. Uh, can, can, well, can I, I, can I, I go like back? I feel like shop owners should maybe... I mean, I'm not a shop owner, so I can't speak to them, but mm-hmm. at least gives the shop owner an ability to look at a book and judge if it's good or not. Right. So at the time it comes to the shop, they could have read the whole thing on their competitor or whatever they want to think of it but mm-hmm. at least you know instead of, i guess they get pdfs sometimes of a whole issue or something ahead of time but at yeah. least yeah. here you could read the entire story and be like wow jamal's book was fan-fucking-tastic i'm gonna order the shit out of this because i know i have 20 customers that will love it mm-hmm. right you know and i can push this on them really easy much less they know like i was listening to um scott snyder did like a two-parter with uh Word balloon. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fantastic listen if you haven't listened to it yet. But he basically goes into, and I like his whole like spiel of maybe Maul's talked to him about this more, but like the idea of growing comics this way and giving them like a, an opportunity to read it first or, and then yeah. really buy it if they like it. it. I thought was really a compelling argument. And thinking of the shop owner that way, like if you know something's really quality, mm-hmm. you're taking less of a risk ordering it. A, if you know the book is good and it's by hot creators than yeah. if it was like, you know, something you've never seen before, like 99% of all of the comics they're ordering with a new number one. Right. And and when you think about it from a financial standpoint, as somebody who's worked in two different comic shops, and I think Raph will definitely agree with me on this, is that most shops have limited shelf space. Once you spend you know the bulk of your monthly budget pre-ordering Marvel and DC books... You have a even the stuff that you really, really want, unless it's tied to something huge. Mm -hmm. It's an ask. It's a huge ask for a lot of retailers. Yeah. You know, especially at a time when mom and pop shops are struggling for to just keep their doors open because of like, you know, COVID restrictions. When Scott and I first started talking about doing Dudley, and I had no idea like how big this thing was going to be mm-hmm. until like right before it was officially announced. And then it was like, in the New York Times. Be- yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when we first started talking, one of the things that we we started talking about is how we wanted to present the book, how we wanted to 
use it as a platform to increase visibility of comics outside of what you would consider a traditional comics audience. And digital is going to be the way to do that because there's an entire generation of, of you know, kids, my, my kids' age, Brent's kids' age, you know, that are, that's their primary communication method. And that's how they, they absorb content is not just, you know, they're, they're multi, they're, they're multi-platforming. They're looking at the, looking at their iPads and their Kindles and their phones, and they're watching TV at the same time. And they're looking up information about the show and, and all the, the ticking and the talking and then, you know, all the, <laughs> the ticking and the topping the and the bipping and the bopping. I, I finally downloaded TikTok. It is very aggressive in making you want to look at it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It sends me notifications yeah. every 30, 30 minutes. So Facebook's I, gotten aggressive. Facebook's yeah. like, so-and-so has added a new story. What's your reaction? I'm like, I don't effing care. Two yeah. words. Yeah. Facebook. Two words. Infinite scroll. That's what mm. they that's what they want you to do. They want you to right. do nothing but stay on their site for 45 minutes to an hour before you know you've been sitting there for 45 minutes to an hour and then you remember that you've already burnt your dinner because you're sitting there watching TikTok and then you got to mm. go and make yourself more dinner and then you sit down and you watch more TikTok and then there's more dinner burnt and and then it's it's just a process. And it's then your house thing. is on fire and you're dead. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yeah, that's that that's the way that works. They, they want to kill you. <laughs> Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Tick, that's TikTok's slogan. TikTok, they want to kill you. TikTok, you're dead. <laughs> this is why I just don't have Facebook on my phone. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I'm too good for Facebook. It's so evil. I don't use it at all. I'm like, I just don't put it on right. my phone. So I'm automatically limited in how much I end up looking at it because I don't want to look at my giant-ass monitor all day. No, so I, 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 I have similar I too. Yeah, I kind of wait till I get to my, my laptop to look at it. Uh, unless I'm going to be like away from the house all day, I typically save my like phone for like Twitter and Instagram, all kind of stuff, rather than like, See, Facebook. Feels like a more sit down app. Right. As the guy I mean, who's I have always Facebook. home and always online, yeah. this guy, it's hard. It was hard. Now I've gotten better at it, but like the first six months of like lockdown, I lived on like Facebook and like Twitter, and I never. I eventually moved to Twitch, and now I'm just always on Twitch twenty four seven. So. No, I, I have Facebook and Twitter on my phone, but I've turned the notifications off and that helps a lot. Too, oh, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Yep. Absolutely. The case. Uh, and and go, going back to, to, you know, digital media and, and Chris, I'll bring you on this, too, because, I mean, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the biggest the biggest and best secret in, in reading Shonen Jump. Mm-hmm. It's a okay. You're you're only bringing this up because okay. I'll I'll tell you guys yeah. this story. I think only Ian was there for it. Yes, we were at New York Comic Con and we walked by the Viz, the Shonen Jump booth, mm-hmm. and I stare up on it, and there's like in giant quotes, you know, the best deal in all of comics. <laughs> Flash and gadget, and I just went, "What the fuck?" Did you say Chris Nottis on there? I just went, "What the fuck?" And ever like all of the interns or whoever's running the they turn and they're just staring at the quote, so confused. Because yes, that is my quote. And I'm just like, someone paid money to put my words uh-huh. on this giant piece of vinyl. <laughs> Advertise you always knew product. this day would come. Exactly, it was your moment. To your shine. name in lights. Well, your your, your quote in lights. 
but not your name. Not the first time, but it's still really weird. <laughs> yeah. But still, though, it's a buck ninety nine. I mean, come on. And it you- is. You don't even need to read every month. Like, I can forget that I even have the app for like six months, and I don't feel like I've been wasting my money because, right. oh, six months, it's $12. Oh, no, I can't eat tonight. <laughs> How much? Do I still have the app? Uh, you you might. I don't know. Does, how I much, haven't read in three years. How much does Substack t- cost by by any, by any chance? Does anybody actually know? Like, I think the the creator sets their own rates. Oh, yeah. Okay, got it, got it. All right, that that makes more. It's sense. like OnlyFans in that way, Ian. So you should understand that. that, that what? <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's three. I mean, or Patreon, which Ian has to support this podcast. Yes, that's right. right over at Patreon.com/slash Comic Timing, not OnlyFans.com/slash Comic Timing. Which is Brent's site? No, that's so for, that's 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 that's, that's for their one. feet picks. If you want their feet picks, <laughs> and I think you did give you one. That is not happening. Yeah. That is not Ian, happening. Ian's got Hobbit feet. I, yeah, Hobbit feet. <laughs> they are really Hobbit feet. Yes, yes. I do too. They're just blonde. And now, and now everyone knows about it. So thank you very much. But uh, so this is the last YouTube video. <laughs> this, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. It's over. Pack it up. Pack it up, people. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, as long as there are deals like that, uh, that people can turn to and be like, it's much easier for me to do this than pirate, which is right. one of the main reasons why I don't pirate. Pirating is a pain in the ass most of the yeah, time. Yeah, but piracy is never going to end. I know it's not, and, and I'm not yeah. expecting it to. It's just, you know, for the average individual, right? they're not going to take the time out of their out of their life to be like, I'm going to torrent this entire thing. Like, no. I don't know, Ian. I mean, today I was just curious when Bluey season three is coming out. Oh, it's no. November 25th, but only in Australia. So I am quarantining <laughs> the show for three-year-old children. I am not waiting for it. I have a three-year-old. We have not watched Bluey. Oh, wow. What's I mean, wrong with your family, Brent? Uh, my son's into cars and dinosaurs. He'd rather watch Cretaceous, Camp Cretaceous on Netflix. Uh, it's a lot easier to sit through with him than freaking How old Bluey. is he? Show him life He's with three Bluey. going on four. That's okay. the perfect time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dinosaurs for like the next two or three years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, oh, we're in definitely. It. He, he can say Pachycephalosaurus. He had a mm-hmm. stigma glock toy he loves to pronounce. Nice. Wow. nice. He's, got, he's we, we one up on have, me. We didn't have that when, when Katie was that age. We had Dinosaur Train, which is a much more uh, genteel take on dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I called Ve- Velociraptors Velcro Raptors when I was like six. <laughs> oh, no. He's nice. got it down. Stegosaurus. <laughs> yep. I've had this since I was five. Nice. Oh. Might as well just bury it with me at this point. <laughs> this is a 35 year old toy. Is that from the land before time? No, it's, I forget the name of the series, but each dinosaur came with a little, like, historically inappropriate caveman. Oh, figure. nice. Extreme dinosaurs? <laughs> what? Extreme dinosaurs? Maybe. I don't know. It was like a saddle. Wasn't there like a sci fi riding dinosaurs and they toy when we were kids and they had like guns on them too? Oh, yes. Dino Riders. Dino Riders. Yes. You had Dino Riders and then you had, there was a, a cartoon, a syndicated cartoon called Dino Saucers. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the nineties were so cynical. I, I love I the Primal Rage video game. Primal Rage was Arcade good. Yeah. 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 Primal, yeah, dude. Primal Range was fun. I also liked playing as the panda in Tekken. That was, that was also... That, oh, what was his name? Oh, crap. I can't think of it right now. But mm. it, it, I, I mean, there was the grizzly bear, and then there was the panda. And they, they were basically right. just the reskins of each other. And, there, jaguar there, and then there was a jaguar at one point. I think you could also there's play... A, as, there was a little... Uh, 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 
reptile named Gone, I remember. And he like turned around and farted. He's called Gone with the Wind. So. Yes. <laughs> Literally, the panda in Tekken is called Panda. Get out of here. Kuma and, and Panda. He- uh, he two, grew up uh, to be in both B stars and Jujutsu Kaisen, so it's like a it's it's like a role. It's like the Doctor. Oh, I love B, I, lo- I love B stars with a passion. By the way, like B stars is is freaking great. I love that. I still love Beast Wars. Beast Wars. No, B stars. B stars. Beast Wars. No, no. Beast Wars was awesome. Yeah, Beast Wars was awesome. Yes, Optimal Optimus. Come on. And they're making and they're making a Transformers movie that's basically going to be Beast Wars. That's that's coming out. Oh, so they're going to ruin it because Beast Wars was my Transformers. (laughs) with Gen One Optimus Prime and a couple of other Autobots, though. Yeah, I don't know if you saw it on Instagram. Um, Ron Perlman as Optimus Primal. Like that's that's all I need in my life. Optimus Prime. Dinobot I have to think shit. about that. <laughs> but yes, Scorpionock was my favorite. Beast Stars is this yeah, thing called a Beast Stars is this thing called an ani- anime. I, I I don't know I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, Brian. Animation? Uh, no, an- 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 animation. An- anime. It is an anime that is horny on main. <laughs> yeah, no, I have heard Beast Stars described as Zootopia that fucks. <laughs> oh, wait, is that the one with like the, yeah. the high school? Um, student animals. Uh, so weird. Yeah. Yes, it is. So yeah, weird. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw parts of that. I, yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing. I I've seen like trailers for it on Netflix. I haven't I haven't sat down and watched. It's it. actually it's actually like it's actually really well done in the war and the world they built is actually surprisingly robust like i i it's not just it's not just uh you know zootopia only anime and their and their teens like th- there's a whole thing with like between the, like the carnivores and the, it's like the mafia and stuff yeah basically like it's it's super involved let's just put it that way yeah so yeah, it's, I mean, it's sort of you know zootopia meets vna basically just <laughs> <laughs> It's it's awesome shit. I've only seen season one. Have you seen season two? I've seen season two. Yeah, season two goes a lot more into the whole like carnivore mafia thing, uh, where mm. they they actually Nuts. get they actually get one of the herbivores to be their head, and he's forced to eat meat to prove himself. Poor guy. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's pretty great because he's like, here, I'll show you how how into you know how into being your leader I am, and then like scarfs it down, and then like, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to leave the room for a moment, and then. <laughs> Now, if you'll excuse me, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have very important business to attend to in the other room. Please uh, do not listen to the sounds that are emanating from my body. That's that's my kind of trope. Oh my god. Anyway, oh. so good. actually, by the way, one thing, Ian, yeah, I have looked up the toys were called definitely dinosaurs and they were made by Play School. Definitely uh, dinosaurs. Okay, I'm featuring cavemen. Featuring- yeah, they all had cavemen. I love it. It has it has mine listed here. Stegosaurus. His name was Spike. He came with Drawn, who is a white bald male with mustache and blue clothing. Eh. Why does this wolf have abs? Hold on. Oh, B star. You look at that's B-star? definitely B stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have. I, I have. Stars. I have brought we're up. Looking right now. We're looking at the definitely dinosaurs, not B stars, at the moment. For anybody oh, watching, yeah, watching the video, yeah, B stars. Yeah. That's drawn right SFW. there, the little bald guy. Yep, exactly. This is this is amazing. <laughs> they kind of, those cavemen look like the original trolls dolls too. They are probably. Yeah. Are. Wait, there's a B star stripper. What? No, <laughs> I just oh, saw dude. a stripper cage. Yeah, we, we we we've just got into like some weird. Like crossover fanfic here. <laughs> so if if I may, just for a brief tangent, because oh, no. I think Chris said to Spike, 
Yeah. I know Jamal and I are, are very interested in the Cowboy Bebop show. Yeah, here, yeah, we, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I, knew, I knew this was going to come up. Uh, I watched the trailer. Yes. Yeah. I'm very, very carefully saying that I enjoyed it. And I, and, you gotta and, cross your fingers on this one. You yeah. damn, you're damn right because I didn't. I like the Death Note movie. Is that bad to say? Uh, yes, but, it is. That's the thing. Blue. I'm sorry. Ha- having never seen a Death Note or read the Death Note, um, I liked the Death Note you, movie. You should do yourself a favor, Brent, and at least just watch the anime at some point, and then you'll understand why the Death Note movie was such a letdown. Um, it was. It was betrayal. Yeah, it, it's directed it, by the guy who did Godzilla vs Kong. Yes, by the way, it's not. It's, it's, it's like not even Godzilla vs Kong a lot more. It's not even that the Death Note movie is bad. It's just the de- in comparison to what it could have been. It's just not. It doesn't live up. Like it, they they dumb down the story like way too much. <laughs> they turn I, light into a sopping w- w- wuss. Yes, <laughs> they do. They it definitely was, yeah, what, a, what a think, waste of Lakeith Stanfield too. Yeah. Mm, yes, absolutely. I, I think what happens a lot of times with with these, with especially with anime adaptions into live action, because the Japanese have a problem with this too, mm-hmm. is that some of the more acerbic elements of what make the the manga and the anime work don't translate as well into live action. They had the same problem with the Rurouni Kenshin movies. Mm-hmm. It loses some. the The Full Metal Alchemist movie is horrible. Yeah, it, is, it depends it on great. the series. It is awful though. So, okay. like the '90s superhero movies, kind of. Where, like, yeah, they don't actually. translate, and they're not that great. Yeah. Well, it's very. It, I think it's very serious because there are some few really good live action anime adaptations. Mm-hmm. I think Crying Freeman is like one to one excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Speed Racer. I get those who don't, but I actually think that captures the spirit. I like it. In a way, we pulled it off. Honestly, Donovan, I think Speed Racer was ahead of its time. Because if Speed Racer had come out 10 years later, people would be talking about how amazing it is. There's only one part of Speed Racer that I still find ridiculous to this very day. And I bring it up whenever we talk yes, about this do. movie. When, yes, you do. When, when we go from a shot of the family being there in person to then being a part of the 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 CGI background, like, mm-hmm. and, and you can tell that they went from that in like a split second shot. Like they go right. from like in the room to clearly not in the room to back in the room, and and that that to me is just the one part that didn't work. Rest of it, I I actually enjoy that part. I'm just like. You well, too, I think you too I think what works for me from the trailer for like I'm a huge I love Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like, like top three I, for absolutely. me. And I think what one of the things that works for me in the trailer is that there's a shot of John Cho mm-hmm. where he's like using the martial arts. Study. Yeah. He got cut. Yeah, he did. Like yeah. he looks amazing. He really like, does. Like he really, you can tell that he has put everything he has into playing Spike. He went full Kamel Nanjiani on this shit. Yes, like, he did. Like he, yes, he did. <laughs> did, did Kamel take really something don't... that messed up his nose and his jaw? In his jaw? No. Or is it just that it, <laughs> he, he, it's he all gone now? It's it's all, I really, I really do not want this show. Whether it's good or bad, that's going to come down to like direction. Because yeah. what makes Bebop so good is that. Shinichiro Watanabe direction and that Keiko Nobumoto script. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you can blame the actors. I think the actors, from what I've seen, are definitely like like not half-assing this. Oh yeah. I don't want to come away from this and like it being embarrassing on their resume. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I, every promotion that they've had, it's gotten better and better for me. Yes. But like, this is there's this 
because I, I was rewatching some of the earlier episodes yesterday. Not that I have to, I own the series, but like, mm-hmm. um, I don't want this to be like comedy first and like other right. stuff second. Because Bebop is very tonally flexible, mm-hmm. and they've been kind of leaning hard on the comedy, almost like a Marvel reflex. Although, although, and although, in, in the in very the, serious, in the most recent trailer, you see a lot less of that, and I think. Yeah. I, I'm hoping I'm hoping that that's a step in the right direction that they basically just like showed the comedy first and now we're starting to flesh it out a little bit. But honestly, if I've learned one thing about trailers, especially for things that I'm like a little bit eh on, mm. I can't tell if until until I've watched the damn thing and like it's right. it's, it's, it's coming out in like literally like like two and a half weeks at this point. Um, that well, line about him saying um, uh, I I was dreaming that was perfect. That was perfect. Yes. yes. Yeah. Here's my thing is I don't even mind if they take a little bit of a liberty because I kind of felt the same way about Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. which was Umbrella Academy be, ended up being in a lot of ways very different from the comic book, but it worked mm-hmm. for what they were doing. It fit the genre. Yeah. Not everything that's done in animation or in comics can translate the action so you have to be flexible you have to be able to adjust to the medium it can't be one-on-one it can't always be one-on-one you don't yeah, want I, you don't example, want to be Mortal a slave to it. oh yeah well oh, you know, yeah. i agree with oh, yeah. jamal that it shouldn't be one-on-one um i mean i love the original series too mm-hmm. and honestly like i saw no need for this live action except for like two reasons one being that is something that my mom is more likely to watch. Even though my mom has watched anime in the past, it's just getting her to watch something animated versus live action is like still a battle, even like 30 years later. I mean, my mom would be like, I love Vampire Hunter D. And I'm like, oh, you should check out these (laughs) other anime. And she's just like, nope. "Uh." Yeah. It's just just soul crushing. I've got got the same one done. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. And then, but then, and then the other reason is that it's, it's a good show, but I, I, you know, and I think it was a good length, but there's mm-hmm. so many more stories that could have been told with those characters. That's true. And yeah. that's why personally I would look forward to the series. But the problem is, is with a lot of the promotional materials, they've just been like, hey, we're going to do this episode. You know, we've got the teddy bear guy and we've got the Le Perot and we got this, this, you know, they're checked and doing a checklist. Mm-hmm. And that's not exciting to me. I don't need to see like if they do it better that's weird because then i get funny feelings about the i original. doubt it, <laughs> it worse it feels like you've wasted my time yeah no, it's a it's a kobayashi maru you can't yeah. really win i don't think but this is i don't think I, I don't think this is going to be watchmen let's put it that way like i don't think this is no. going to be something where i feel like it unless it, it's trying to be scott pilgrim <clears throat> yes that that may be closer to it but also you know what we haven't gotten in any of the trailers so far ed yep yep i have heard through the grapevine that ed does show up okay good I, I saw Ed's like little like smiley face insignia flash across one of the promos, and I believe that this thing's already got a season two scheduled. Uh-huh. So I, if if Ed never showed up once this thing's done, Dustin, I'd be like, something's wrong here. Just just because, not because I want her to be here exactly, but because, I, I do. But it's more on like lines of like this feels like something that they're holding back. And right. and, and then and then randomly from the middle of the Universal Pictures uh, opening comes comes Brandon Christopher. To catch to catch you up, Brando, we're we're talking about uh, about the Bebop uh, live action and and whether or not it's gonna suck or not. Uh, thoughts and opinions based on the initial trailer. Yeah, I'm I'm in for it. Yeah, it's. It, it, it's possible it won't suck. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I want it to do well enough that they do the other series that the series creators did, which is Big O. 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah, right. Oh, nice try. You didn't think I'd pull out Big O. I love Big O. I, all right. I, 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 and with a Mecca. I, I, I thought you were going to say Sam, Samurai Shampoo. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I would, I'd o. be down for Samurai Shampoo. I just had the worst thought. I kind of want this version of Cabo Bebop to tank, no pun intended, there. <laughs> <laughs> so that they do, they do a remake in 10 years. <laughs> With Timothy Chalamet? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Leave the twink alone. You get out. <laughs> the twink wonder. Love him. Did wonder you see twink? They, found his, they found his, like, teenage U- YouTube-like channel where yes. he was reviewing Xbox controllers. Yes. Oh, hey, my what's God. going on? My name is Tim. I'm going to check out this Xbox controller. Are you for real? Don't forget <laughs> yeah. to like and subscribe. Yeah, no, like people, there's only three videos on it. Like you never see his face, but and so people are like, "This is a conspiracy. It's bullshit. He didn't really do this." It's a conspiracy. Like, like, yeah, I know this is the <laughs> thing is really cool. Where everything is conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, it's basically, but no face. And then yeah. but, you know, the thing is, he admitted he had this YouTube channel like a few weeks ago. So yeah. people went looking for it. They found it today, apparently, and it's just adorable. <laughs> his slender little fingers, little <laughs> <laughs> controllers. <laughs> So I, I told Ian, I said, I guarantee you there's like in the fringe universe. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. Like like uh, Timothy Chalamet is a famous YouTuber and Marques Brownlee is starring in Dune. <laughs> uh, he's my favorite. I love Marquez. I, I love anything that starts out in the fringe universe because I've done so much shit that way already on, on like what ifs and what have you. And now we could probably do that for the entire whatever name the Cleveland Indians wind up with now because, uh, hey, the Cleveland Guardians are getting sued by the Cleveland Guardians because they already exist in another sport. Oh, so really? Wait, wait, wait. The what yep. if the worst Marvel show after Loki? We're going to get there. We're going to get there in two seconds <laughs> after quit. I explain this to Bro. Jamal. Uh, there's a roller derby team called the called the Cleveland Guardians, and they're suing the Cleveland, uh, the, the former Cleveland Indians. Which team gets their name and first, the Washington I, team or the Cleveland team? That's the better question. I think Ooh, I still, it sounds like they already picked one. I still think Cleveland yeah, will get their the, name, yeah. But, but here's the problem with Cleveland is that yeah. they've already spent millions of dollars in all of this rebranding. Mm-hmm. Which is what, good for that roller derby team to get a couple more million of that. They're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna get their money, and then all of a sudden they're gonna be the Cleveland Rocks, and 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 they'll uh, <laughs> and, and, and then Drew Carey's gonna come after them. Exactly. <laughs> oh no! Here I just pulled up the New York Times, which was posted a half hour ago about yeah. this story. There's this is a great quote in here. Hold on, I just scrolled past it. Yes. The lawsuit also claims the MLB team filed its trademark application in Mauritius, a small East African island nation, and that in doing so, the baseball team was effectively hiding the application unless one knew where to look. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is that even legal? Uh, I think the Cleveland Guardian roller te- derby team has been around longer, though. You damn right like, they have. Not new. Yeah. 2013, according to this article. Exactly. So okay, we'll shoot over to Ian. Let's all look forward to the Cleveland baseball team premiering. 2013. That's pre wokeism. Well, this, this, this is this is like lady like Lady Antebellum getting into a lawsuit with the jet with that blues singer Lady A. Oh, performing as Lady A for the last 25 years, uh-huh. and then they decided they didn't want to be connected to like the Antebellum South anymore, so they renamed themselves Lady A, and they. What? They're, yeah, they're super. Well, why couldn't they be Lady Postbellum? I, don't, I have no idea. I, I mean, like, wouldn't that be a positive name? They like, could have been like Lady <laughs> Bell, Lady Bugs, you know. Uh, meanwhile, just, what if Brent Casino liked what if? You didn't like what if? I didn't like Loki. And I liked the first and second episode of Loki and the last one. 
Okay. Didn't like anything in between. So it's a roughly half. Okay. Right. And then what if I liked the first episode and then I didn't really like any of the other ones? Because I felt like I for think no what reason. threw me for a loop was the Star-Lord one. And that was like, all right, well, they're not really going to push the what if portion of it. Because I firmly did not believe that if you took T'Challa at 11, he's going to grow up to be fucking Chadwick Boseman T'Challa underneath Mary Poppins y'all and all those other yahoos who are like terrible people and that somehow he's going to maintain his integrity as an 11 year old to a 35 year old where we met him and that's what they were like well we'll just have Chadwick beat T'Challa and it'll be the same guy and uh, yeah he's charming and T'Challa is what's going to be changing everybody not everybody changing T'Challa which was also, fun to see all the Lord that's the Thanos point of what Ravager if. and all that but no I'm like he defeats Thanos by debate lording him. If you take yes. Katie out of Jamal and Kareen's hand and make her come live with me in 30 years and look at where she would have been under his parentage and mine, she'd be two completely different people. Well, I mean, you turn around. making a movie about that. I'm not saying where it's good or bad. I'm just saying, I'm, like, I don't you know. Can't, 11? You can't say that it's good. I mean, Katie's older than 11. She's what? 14, 14 15? 13, yeah. So uh, she's pretty full there, but like T'Challa, I was like, okay, he's got to be like like eleven. Like, just picture him as my daughter's age. You know, she's seven, and I was like, there's a difference. Yeah, but like seven and eleven, right? There's a difference between Peter Quill and T'Challa. Peter Quill's an idiot. Yes. Peter also had he was raised by like a single mom with cancer. His father wasn't around. I'm not saying he should have been Peter Quill. I should. I was my whole point, and I did 10 minutes on it on the YouTube channel. (laughs) Go watch it. My whole point was he would have he would not have been the same, and they basically portrayed him the same. And I was like, at least the wasn't comics. He, he, he wasn't the same, you know, because he clearly wasn't the same character. It's he just, was more fun because he wasn't as serious because he wasn't a king, I guess. Yeah, right. exactly. And, and, and you know, the dude could still have more. If you're, if you're, because, if you're prince, a prince of royalty of the most advanced civilization on the planet, don't you think that he would be probably mostly, mostly fully formed at a young age in the first place? Yes. You don't know that if, if you're hiding out, if your civilization's hiding out. But but Do you Brent, know that you're the most advanced civilization on the planet. But Brent, what if? What if you know? What, 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 what if, if? Let me put it this way: What if was the most accurate Marvel series or movie to date in that it accurately portrayed the majority of the episodes were firmly mediocre, just like every uh-huh. What If comic produced. <laughs> wow. wow! I don't know about Brent brought violence. Brent, Brent brought at least in the modern What If I, era, I, you go I just, from like House of M. When they start republishing what ifs, I just in little batches despite, of series. Yeah, they're all I'll, I'll mediocre. I just came that. really close to giving you the double bird. Like that's, I'm glad you. I'm glad you at least like reaffirmed your statement by saying the more reason. But then again, Zadarsky's uh, Spider-Man Spiders uh, redeemed what if? Yes, redeemed what if. But it's not really called. It doesn't. Co- it says the Spider Shadow. Right. If I look it up on Comic Dog, it doesn't say what if the it's, Spider it's Shadow. A, it, it says it right there in the damn logo. Like it, it's it's part of the what if brand. It's part of it's part of that period. So that's that's something to bring into it. And also, there have been good what ifs over the past couple of years, but at the same time, they get lost in the shuffle with a lot of the mediocre. That yes, I will agree, but. Still, the 90s series and the previous 70s series, there's some damn good uh, issues in that. 
Some. What if the Hulk kid still sticks with me to this day? That that really like yeah. I was like seven when I saw the promo images for it, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. Cyclops is like torn to shit, and like Wolverine's a skeleton. It really. Like when you're seven or eight and you're seeing that for the first time, you're like, "Whoa, Wolverine!" Well, that, was a, that was the point yeah. of a what if originally, because yeah. every single issue, everybody would always die all the time. Mm-hmm. Horrible shit happened. Like pretty much the, 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 the episode was <laughs> actually the, way. Most, the most accurate to the what if comics, where like it was just like the bad video game ending. Mm-hmm. I have I have one scene from an issue of what if that is like seared into my brain. Yeah, and it's it's. Spider-Man is Peter Parker fighting the Punisher Mm -hmm. where Frank Castle punches Peter Parker in the stomach and nearly breaks his hand and he's just like he's been holding back the entire time and Peter just levels him basically yep yeah and that that is seared into my head and also and also to go back to what you said Brent with a series like what if yeah, not every issue is going to be great. A lot of them, a lot of them the most are accurate Marvel comics. Uh, so I, let me let me let me step in and say, like you yeah. know, I, I've I've known most of you guys since 2006. I, mm. You know, I've met I met Brett in person. You know, in 2010. And everyone knows I usually don't agree with Brett, but this time. Oh, no. I, oh, you know, no. I hated what History. if. History. Oh, <laughs> no, what Chris knows that too. I didn't, I didn't love what if. I, I yeah, was well, uncomfortable here's with the, it. Here's my issue with it. It's like, you I mean, I thought the episodes, I don't think there was ever a really great episode, but I mean, honestly, the only episode I thought was terrible, though, was the Thor episode. As yeah, I, you know, I said, completely that episode, disagree. I actually kind of like. Like, it. I felt like my my IU dropped like twenty points watching That's it. That's honestly so my favorite episode. Same here. Same here. <laughs> yeah, Thor being a dumbass jock is kind That's of fine. And, and, and Loki and Thor in that is just absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun, it's but fun. I was like, this is really stupid. Oh my See, god, this th- is that, the stupidest th- thing. Going just going back to being the, the to the parentage thing, I firmly was like. Just because you take Loki away from Thor makes him an asshole. Like his dad isn't still the same asshole he was before he brought in Loki. His Frigga is still not the same woman that's going to raise her son the way she wants to raise him. No, but that Just because episode, Loki's not there. What no, you have, you're thinking about that episode in the wrong way. That episode is a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yes, right. Yes, yeah. It's yes. more like every episode is an excuse to have an exact kind of like sort of response outcome I mean, rather than actually the pressure's on Thor yeah. so he becomes more of a party animal because Loki isn't there to deflect mm-hmm. is he kind of the point Thor punches so he becomes Captain more of a mass. <laughs> so you're so high in the air that you can see the words Paris written on the ground <laughs> yes <laughs> that's right. right they literally did the Looney Tunes thing where he, she <laughs> flew across it the is ocean a, the whole and even the ending yeah. where they clean up everything just yeah. in time just before Frigga arrives yeah. I know yeah it's I know. a at Looney, that point, it's, like... it's Ferris Bueller's day off it's a Looney Tunes cartoon oh, yeah. I, With the, I, I don't think you lose that bit of the argument though when you have to tie everything together into this giant two-parter well, at the end yeah no well, that, it was a different well, universe than the other ones no, my, this is what I was going to yeah. bring up with, uh, with the, my major bone to pick with the series isn't even like any individual episode or any individual mm-hmm. like scenario because, I mean, let's be honest, like you say, yeah, T'Challa wouldn't want, probably wouldn't be that awesome as Star-Lord, but that's part of the what-if thing. It's just, just like, let's just riff off an idea. It doesn't have to hold together in the end. Yeah. Because yeah. I will point out, 
with the with the Thor episode is like I commented in my hot take for Engadget. I was like, how is he still worthy of the hammer? And everybody's like, well, actually, Odin only, you know, put that, <laughs> that, that, that requirement on it in the movie. And then, but then re- somebody stepped in and they went, yeah, but in the episode, he actually manages to pin down Captain Marvel. Right. So it still has the same requirements. Jacket. Like it was, just, it was just a nerd fight in like the comments <laughs> of Engadget. But my my big thing is, it is this was my my final piece for Engadget on it was, you go to Disney Plus, you open up the page. What kind of show is it? It's action anthology. Yes, and yet in the end, it was not an anthology series. It was a bunch of stories that eventually taught like towards the end, like they started tying to closer mm-hmm. and closer and closer. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, if you wanted to watch that finale, you kind of had to have watched pretty much the entire season. Yeah, which is why I ended up sense doing. Of it. I'm like, that is not an anthology. I, am a, I, <laughs> I was I wasn't about that. I wasn't bivin about that because that is a direct breaking of the rules. On one hand, it's like, eh, who cares? It's it's a lark. On the other, and, and on the other hand, it kind of felt that like for the MCU audience, they kind of chickened out. It's like, well, we have to have this all mean something rather than actually do the whole what if thing. Right. But I mean, I mean, the, the the series to me was amusing. I didn't need it to to like you know, like 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 save my fandom or whatever. It was clearly just meant to be like an amusing. Uh, sort of like exercise of the multiverse idea, which they were, which comes straight from Loki. Yeah, Loki, which I thought was very strong, although I did not like the last episode. Um, but I, I mean, I, I, th- I think all of these have been like entertaining for one and another. I've never come away from any of the shows pissed off. Right. I, I I I agree that they did break the premise on the last two episodes, uh, and it actually reminded me of remember when the What If comic broke its premise in the nineties when it, when it had mm-hmm. like that crossover uh, in, in between like four issues where like right. you know the, the Watcher was was like like there were these like tying bandits or something like that that were coming together and like going across universes or something like that the only reason i even remember it is that i had an issue of what if from i think what if wolverine had remained lord of the vampires or something like that that was part of that crossover um it is it was it it was it's a great it's honestly a, a really fun issue and like i actually really enjoy it but they would take five uh pages of it and devote it to this crossover Later on in it, and then and then it would go ahead and go and go what it was. I would have been all right with this just being an, an anthology in the end. I understand why they did it, and yes, Chris, I do believe that it is them not believing in their own premise and believing that they somehow have to make this quote unquote matter. When in reality, all this is is what if, like that's it. And I think season two will probably be just that, but they didn't have to do it, but they but they did, and eh. You know, it is what yeah, it is. I, mean, I, I don't want the show to be canceled or anything. Like, if it can keep going, I just had an idea, and then Jamal can say whatever he wants to <laughs> okay. say. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh no, no, it's no like, problem. I figure because Disney Plus has all of the has what they call like the the legacy stories. Yeah. Like they have all the old Marvel cartoons. I would love a what if episode that was in like the X Men the animated series universe. Oh my god, That's, yes. So that will that will justify oh. the entire existence of the series. I'm gonna mute and Jamal, you may talk. What if Spider Man okay, so, found Mary Jane? Okay, anyway, continue. Shut up, Ian. Uh, so <laughs> what I was going so what I was going to say in uh, in Brent's defense, I'm going to say this. I think that Disney Plus so far kind of straddles the fence between okay and spectacular, depending on the show. Mm-hmm. Like the, and I'm not saying that the quality of what they've presented with the Marvel shows in particular uh, has really been bad per se. 
But I think when you come when you come straight out of WandaVision into Loki and you want Loki to be as strong. And I think there were parts of Loki, like even to me, I think there were parts of Loki that weren't as good as they could have been. But I understand, you know, the circumstances you know, COVID and everything, you know, changes in production. And then, you know, the same thing with what if having to cut the Gamora episode for time. Mm -hmm. So there's various things. I think that what they're, they're doing as an extension to the films in particular, it's, it's actually, you know, it's pretty good. It's a daunting task to try to weave all this stuff together in a way that feeds one project into another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going into Eternals. We're going into Spider-Man No Way Home. We're going, you know, Doctor Strange. They're filming, apparently, did not know that they were filming Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange at the exact same time. Neither did I. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Yes. I guess it makes no idea. sense. Well, this was a tie-in. Because well, yeah. I'd heard that there were going to be, uh, you know, reshoots on Doctor Strange, and that 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 may very well be one of the reasons why they... Apparently, they, it's they, like they round two it. of reshoots. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, which also makes sense, because I guarantee you they had to change the story when Raimi came on board. Um, because Raimi probably had his own way of doing things, and they had already, you know laid out what the movie was going to be with the previous director before he right. popped on. So it doesn't surprise How me at all. How can we make this more 60s? <laughs> yeah, Raimi was brought in like a year ago. Yeah. I think it was announced. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But but still, they were already in pre-production. Yep. And then we got Hawkeye, uh, Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. the, 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 the Marvel's movie. Yep. Yeah. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. I mean, there's Her- all this stuff that's happening in one. <laughs> you know, they're, they're feeding this whole giant machine and frankly you know i overall i give it a seven out of ten yeah you know and, you know there's some things that aren't spectacular but there's some things that are you know fucking amazing on a, on a related note on a related note jamal is there any franchise oscar isaac isn't in at this point because like i feel like i feel like he's in every single possible place i could find him like make that batman. money baby he hasn't make been on star trek yet money. batman you're right yeah, batman star yeah batman and star batman. trek yes because no, now, now they're gonna cast oscar, uh, oscar isaacs as roman sionis <laughs> <laughs> wait oh it's hot. is he in that's the hot. mcu proper uh yeah. no he's not in the mcu proper well, no he's not no, moon knight he's, comes he's moon out yeah he's gonna be moon knight yeah so once that's not out yet so i can't give him that yet but he's still up Part of it. That's what I'm saying. Like he's. Well, he's what if they cancel the series before it comes out? They're uh, not. They're not, they're not going to. Raph. He'll still be part of the MCU in our hearts, Raph. Exactly. I mean, I and I wanted to say now, Oscar Isaac is part of the what up with that cinematic universe. <laughs> that's, that's very true. That's very true. My favorite part. Of, my favorite part is like you're, you're not going to do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. What's up with that? Existential crisis. And and for that matter, apparently Bill Murray is going to be in Ant Man. That's yes, that's that's happening. Yeah, I'd love to. We're going to talk about future spoilers. Goddamn Marvel for the Eternals fiasco. Okay, I don't know what's been spoiled from that. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. We're not going to spoil it. We're not going to. However, I do want to say there apparently were two. There are two post-credits scenes on Eternals, and I was like, I'm not going to. As with most things, I'm like, I will wait. I will watch it later. 
It's coming out while I'm in Japan. Maybe they'll have it on base. Maybe mm. they won't. So far, signs do not look good. <laughs> but I was like, nobody's seen this. This is different than like the Dune thing or like reviews right. coming out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. nobody's seen this movie yeah. except critics yep. and the Rome Film Festival. Yep. And these motherfuckers want to post, you know, not only are they posting on Twitter is one thing. Yeah. But the media industry, the clickbait industry, mm-hmm. can't even contain themselves by not <laughs> starting to write articles about said spoilers. Even if you're labeling it eternal spoilers, I still think it's wrong. And they what weren't. Got me, they weren't. No, they say eternal well, spoilers. They weren't. Yes, and then they say the spoiler in the same title. This is no. This is what got me. It was so and so joins the Marvel universe, not Bill Murray, yes. a different person as so and so. And I was like, well, this has got to be because I had heard like one of the eternal spoilers is a big casting announcement almost basically and i was like well that's got to be one of them and i was like god damn it that would have been nice to see yeah mm-hmm. so apparently they're both like the best parts of the movie kind of like shang or not shang chi there was some other movie though the post-credit scenes were the venom mm-hmm. venom 2 best part of the movie was that post-credits <laughs> yeah I, I had that i, I, read about I had that. that spoiled for me you know, I, I spoiled and, that for me on purpose because I just really don't care enough. So I was just like, well, I, wasn't gonna, I, I, wasn't gonna, I haven't seen either Venom movie, so yeah, it, didn't bother, it doesn't didn't bother me to be spoiled. But I kind of and I said and I said this on Twitter is like, you know, there are people who you couldn't wait 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah, before you start, uh, before you start posting this clip online, oh, like, well, what the fuck is wrong the, with you? The audio of the clip was online the day that <sighs> that it was screened in in London, which I think was the second ever screening. You know, Tom Hardy comes out and literally tells people, "Look, can you do me a personal favor?" And not and and, and not have well, this was, leak. And someone said, "That was the marketing plan of remiss." Yeah. I know. That was they the marketing plan. No. I know. That post credit scene, it was like, you know, don't spoil it. But that was a whole yeah. marketing plan. Like, what is this? What is this? Got to go see it. Got to go see it. That better come up. That better not just not be like, you know, a, yeah. an ad. Yeah. I swear to God. Well, because like, I can you, see them being that you betrayed lazy the DC universe. Well, uh. Apparently, there's an upcoming Empire article about No Way Home that confirms more Spider-Man villains from previous films. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Well, through the trailer, and I, I think we can say this, like, you know, uh, this was not announced, but from the teaser trailer that they saw, it, it's it's all it's it's apparent that Green Goblin's in it. Yes, which we did not know until that teaser came out. I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, which, yeah, which, which is pretty cool. I was going to say, I think people are going to be very disappointed when a trailer does actually debut. This movie mm. either is going to be awesome or it's going to suck. There's no in between. Oh, I love, no, it really no. is on. There's too much expectation on it, I think. The meme going around online where it's like fan expectations for No Way Home, and it's like the Joker. It's like the background of Space Jam. (laughs) (laughs) I I am I am every person of every movie ever. The one thing the one thing I have to say though is that yeah no what what Brent was talking about though I'm frustrated beyond belief that they aren't even listing it as spoilers anymore, and that and that's that that is a level of. Uh, irresponsibility irrespons- yeah editorial irresponsibility that we hadn't seen up until now like yeah there's plenty of places <laughs> that will spoil shit even in a freaking title but at least you see the word spoilers in the title like if you don't and you're trying to throw it out as like well there's big casting news coming out of marvel and then and you this open was up- it was, i'm just scrolling on facebook and it's like screen rent and it's like so-and-so cast as so-and-so and i was like yeah, uh, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised I survived this. I I, I really feel 
I was just lucky because I did. I still just don't, know. don't be on Facebook a lot, and that's yeah. the answer. Yeah, that's yeah. why I don't. Well, it, it, it could be you could be on Facebook if you follow the wrong people on Twitter or the wrong. You know, it, I'm sure there's like a similar Twitter link or my, something out I there. I saw you tweet about CBR. being spoiled. My Google, like, oh, shit. my Google news feed fucked me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I literally, I yeah, literally the, the opened up my of the phone. Google app. Yeah, I opened up my phone and. I, I had I had a notification telling me you know you know blank cast is blank and I, I and I stupidly clicked on it thinking that it was you know future news because that's usually yeah, yeah, what yeah. it is when you see a title like that and then I open it up and it literally is a picture and, and, and they're like oh hey guess what happened at the end of Eternals like fuck you it's not out yet mm-hmm. come on it would, be, it would be one thing if it was open in in a market and I don't like when Marvel did it in the past where they're like yeah we're gonna open it overseas a week or two ahead of time yeah. and then come out in the states later I didn't really agree with that like Marvel movies right. at this point gotta be for me worldwide instant date yes you know and they don't hit all the markets at the same time it is unfair to those few markets but at least like right. u.s china or whatever yeah it's got to be the same day yep but this is this was such a wild thing that it's like it was just critic screenings in the rome film festival mm-hmm. and it's just like not even out anywhere else yeah right like that that is just absurd but i know critics don't really care no about marvel movies and spoilers and all that but yeah. yeah. Oh, they're they're gonna cra- they're gonna care because there is gonna be a crackdown. Oh yeah, definitely because it's gonna be amazing. I, I, I would yeah. like to think so. Well, it's 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 the same way that you know certain press out outlets get you know uh, access to certain things and others don't. It's like yeah, you want to know why half the time? I mean yeah, I mean Chris, I mean please. Uh, Christy hates me and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but so I wonder if it was if they had because normally on I think on. This, past things that i've read about marvel reviews they'll they'll come out and say like well there was one post-credit scene and then the movie will actually open and it turns out there's two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or like they didn't ha- they didn't show the post-credit scenes to the critics right. for that reason because right. usually it's a big tease for future stuff mm-hmm. so i wonder if based on the reviews that this eternals movie is not so good for most people it's got like a 65 percent rotten tomato score you know, you maybe know. these Casting things in the post-credit scenes are that similar type of thing of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, to bring people into the movie just to see that bit. Yeah, because it's not a mass market movie. I can't wait to see yeah. whether I'm the sixty-five percent or the uh, or the thirty-five percent. I really, really cannot wait to see. Like the thing is, like I feel like, and I felt this since they announced it. Eternals is the riskiest movie they've made so far, mm-hmm. hands down. Yeah, because there's some sort of mainstream appeal to all the other characters, right? But now you're taking an, an ensemble group that isn't funny or goofy or charming or combining previous stars that you've already met. You're just taking a group that was created by Jack Kirby, that of a, of a bunch of beings that were like it's really, it's really heavy. It's the heaviest sci-fi that Kirby ever did for Marvel, I think. What do you say? Really? Risky. I would, I would say it's down, downright reckless because they've never even been like you know sort of hinted at. And personally, I'm 32 years old. I've been reading comics virtually all my life. I've never even tripped across the, the Eternals in my reading. Like they were <laughs> never on any of the like once. They've never. They were never in any of the Marvel cartoons, or you know, they never. You know, I just. I. I, I don't know whose idea was it to give them a film franchise because even with the Guardians. There was that like Abnett Landing run to sort of inform what people could expect 
going into it and connected to Thanos all kind of stuff. You're, what the you're fuck telling me you're telling me you didn't trip over all the fucking bullshit they blew about Neil Gaiman writing in the Eternals fifteen years ago. I tripped into this. I regretted it. Yeah. This is actually I'm, good. The I'm novel promoting one? that first one right now at Barnes and Noble to get it to sell. I actually like Neil Gaiman's this Eternals, one? but Eternals yeah. is the book that actually turned me off to Neil Gaiman because mm. there's like one page where I think Cersei's talking at a party. And her dialogue, I went, man, that is such Neil Gaiman dialogue. Man, that was so written by Neil. Gaiman. I was like, oh my god, he's so it just took you out of it. Yeah, it's just that, that's when I realized he wasn't all that. I guess, it's just like all my childhood dreams just shattered. <laughs> oh, so this in sixteen oh two made me like not want to go read Sandman because they're they're. I don't think like this in sixteen oh two. I don't think they're good stories. Like this, the Knopf run with Daniel Acuna and who else does the back of it? So a couple other artists. Uh, not Jamal Eigel, unfortunately, but no. the Knopf brothers or father son team who were doing Iron Man, I think at the same time, they mm-hmm. follow yep. up on the good. stuff in this. This is way better Eternals than the Neil so Gaiman. This is the same thing that fucking Straczynski did in Thor. And I don't know who did it uh. first, if it was Gaiman or Thor, but it's basically the same story. So the Eternals are like, they're like, they're sent here by the Celestials to like prepare, like defend humanity and prepare them for prepare us for judgment oh my god by the celestials and it's like it's such an esoteric concept it, like that's a good word like, for it yeah yeah it's compared to like the rest of kirby's concepts it is like it's sort of like the proto new guys because i think he created this right before he left for dc is no, it no no it's the opposite he, he he this was part of his post dc run yeah. oh okay so he did so the new guys because the new guys make much more sense than the eternals Mm. Right, the, it, it, it's like if the new gods were actually human and like morphed by the celestials to become mm. gods, yeah. And the deviants are like dark side and apocalypse, and it's all on Earth, and they've just been hiding this whole time, and right. no one knew they well, existed. New gods has a real conflict. Apocalypse wants to control the universe. Dark side, yeah, tell every Genesis. Yeah, dark, did I say apocalypse? Yeah. Planet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, planet it's, apocalypse <laughs> led by dark side has real conflict with New Genesis, and that's clear cut in terms of like black and white hero villain stuff. Well, when you look characters in Eternals is just, oh, we fight the deviants or whatever. And, and we don't, not really sure when you look at the, when you look at the character designs that, that I'm, that I have on the screen right now, does that scream movie to you? Well, here's the thing about that because Zaki Hassan, who's sort of like a a Twitter mutual friend I have, who's a professional movie reviewer. He's seen it. And he said that like the Kirby elements, like this is one of those Kirby kinds of movies the Kirby elements are allegedly really downplayed, and mm. that does nothing but rob the film of any unique identity. Nah. And mm. it's like, what the fuck is the matter with you people? We're, this is 2021. We've had Thor Ragnarok. We've had the, the Suicide Squad. We've had Deadpool. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've, had, we've had Infinity War. What are we so afraid of where we can't get these geniuses' ideas and bring them to the big screen? If you're not going to do it, don't do it at all. You know, what's I, funny though? I think what it is, I think it's it's Chloe Zhao has a very particular aesthetic. Anybody who's seen Nomadland, there's a palette that she uses. There's an aesthetic that she uses. And people have always complained that Marvel keeps doing the same stuff over and over again. And yeah. I think they really wanted to try and experiment you know, within the confines of the, the, the universe that they've set up so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I'm looking and experimenting is not a bad it. thing. Experimenting is no, not a bad I, thing. I, I like the Eternals. I'm, uh, but like it's just, it's just a weird. Cho- 
like if if I were if I were Marvel and I I wanted to follow the same formula of success, this isn't it, right? Like right. it is mm-hmm. them trying to to be different. I, I feel the, like yeah. Sorry, Raf. That it, the problem here is that they already screwed up the Inhumans. Because the Inhumans would have made a good movie like they had originally planned to do a movie and Mm -hmm. then it got turned into the TV show, which I have it actually Oh, fuck. But when my mom mom watches it, my mom's like, that wasn't very good. I'm like, like, my mom likes Green Lantern, you know, the one with Ryan Reynolds. Uh, My mom says something isn't very good. I I like no to Homer right back into the bushes. But I think that's like the biggest problem is that because for me, like, you, you know, the Eternals and the Inhumans kind of operate in this same kind of fuzzy, big concept, weird, like esoteric, you know. Mm. Just, and But the Inhumans are the one that have, I would feel like, more story drive and they're better known. Uh, and yeah, they, they, they screwed it up. And now they're like, maybe the Eternals can do that. And it's just, that's not who they are. Like you can't, they're not, it's not yeah. easily swappable. Though to be fair, when I was a kid, I really did not realize that uh, Cersei and Crystal were from two different groups. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I could see that easily. Right. Yeah. They were kind of interchangeable. I was also going to ask you, can you just throw up a, a comic cover from the, the Avengers jacket era? Just cause I just really want to see that. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, that was the weirdest thing. Of Avengers. They keep talking about Cersei being part of the Avengers in this, in this, book and i was like when the fuck was she part of the avengers blood early ties, 90s baby. early 90s blood yep. ties man oh and the yeah, avengers do not, do not have uh standards for their membership i mean like when you have like jack of hearts running around as like an honored member it's like okay whatever she wasn't, she wasn't listen even, like, listen you put respect on the avengers they they put dark hawk in their fucking team. <laughs> you put respect on the avengers okay. it's the most you cannot team. you cannot command of me what that first sentence and then follow with the second sentence here we well, go here we go the, here we go what about Ladies and gentlemen, I give you peak, I give you peak yes. jacket era. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> There's an issue of Ben Riley's Spider Man in the '90s where he, he goes to see the event. It's like early Dan Jerkins, and that's the first time I saw like jacket era. Oh my like, God! It, it looked like they were cosplaying as both Cyclops and Havoc. Eh, I, you know, I just I just noticed that Black Knight is not only wearing a leather jacket, but he's wearing his gloves. Over his over the jackets. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, yep. of course. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be sweaty. Peak style, peak style, right there. Why is a shirtless guy the only one not wearing the jacket? Because he's Hercules. Hercules. Never wears Hercules. The jacket. Exactly, he's Hercules. You're he, lucky. You're lucky. He's not free balling, man. I, I was gonna exactly. say, <laughs> Brandon, Brandon. Thoughts thoughts on uh, on on Eternals even existing? Like seriously. <laughs> oh it, oh god, I have odd concept <laughs> to go into for for a movie and like. Like, it looks really good from what I've seen, but it's one of those movies where aesthetics don't make a movie here, mm-hmm. and there's not much to grasp for it, because it's such a... It's super fucking high concept. That's the problem. Yeah. If anybody comes away from the Eternals saying, this is literally my favorite comic movie ever, you are automatically pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying, well, here's the thing. I'm not saying it's going to be good well, or Pinky's bad. up, baby. Saying. Pinky's up. Although, although to, be, to be fair, though, Donovan... There are there are plenty of different types of moviegoers, and there's plenty of different people who like specific genres and specific styles more than other people. You know that there is a human being out there who will say that Thor Dark World is one of their favorite movies. And mm-hmm. and I know for a damn fact I know for a damn fact I know that, there one, are mem- I know one. that there are members of the Comic Geek Speak crew that prefer 
you know, Kenneth Branagh's Thor over Thor Ragnarok or anything of the sort because they they were looking for something more Thor than what they got afterwards. Um, but were they? I but, prefer the first one to the third one because the third one <laughs> is like is like high on its own laughing gas. Like right, it was almost good. But like, uh, uh, shout out to Ian Wilson over in the UK because I know that he said that he actually likes the second one uh, out of the three of the best. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I'm ha- I'm almost jocular with that like last comment. But, no, like, I know. You know, because you know who cares about the March for Safety Crowd exactly. But at the same time, I do maintain that like from the moment this was announced to the to to today, and like, this thing's coming out in two weeks. I I still feel that at least with the marketing, they've not sold the public, and they're riding completely on MCU films well, to power this thing. Can this I also be- can, can I also say that one of the probably one of the biggest. Uh, faux pas that they didn't know they were making is the fact that Chloe Zhao is coming off of a best picture win. Right. So, so things are, things are, they're expecting, like everyone's expecting something epic and huge. But best picture of 2020 is not really like a a high bar. But it's still... There's barely really anything best, released. Well, yeah, Joker was nominated for Best Picture. Who cares? Was really well. The thing is, with a lot of uh, Best Picture, this is I I forget where I read this, but they made a good point about um, the fact that the Best Picture winners have been getting better, but they're movies that are less popular. Like right. they're not yes. movies yes. that everyone goes to see. Please I actually like, like Nomadland. Okay, there we go. There we go. Yeah, no, Nomadland is is gorgeous. I loved it. Um, Nomadland, you Wikipedia. said Nomadland is gorgeous, not Nomadland is a great movie. Parasite oh, no, you, was a great movie. You did not let me finish that because it Sorry. is a, it's a gore <laughs> like no. Well, the fact that it's gorgeous is relevant to Eternals. The fact that it's a good movie is. You know, I, I don't know how that translates because like Nomadland is a great movie that I kind of like when the credits ran, I just started sobbing because like, mm. it's not even, it's like it's we, it's a weird movie because I can't even say there was anything that was particularly sad. It was just the whole feeling of the movie just left me so drained at the end. I was like, these people need a social worker. And I'm like, <laughs> as the credits are rolling. There, there's, a, there's a there's a there's a there's a connective tissue in Nomadland between all of the characters that makes the movie work. <laughs> And I, I think that with, I think they're counting, kind of counting on her bringing that touch to Eternals because they're going to need, because they're introducing 12 to the public, 12 new characters yeah. at the same time. I think part of the, part of the, the, part of what's going on right now, which seems very odd to me is Marvel isn't doing a lot of marketing for a lot of things that they've got going on right now. Mm-hmm. We've had one teaser trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. The movie comes really out really close December. to the chest. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, I think, I, honestly, real talk to I honestly think with Spider-Man's concern, part of that is by design because at this point, it's pretty much an open secret that we're getting live-action Spider-Verse. I don't, think, I don't think I don't think it's in the in the in I don't think that's the case, to be honest. I would be I willing to bet by the end of Spider Man No Way Home, Spider Man's in the Sony verse and no longer in the Marvel verse. But I this is this is what I think. What I th- what I think is going to happen, and I can't I could be wrong about this. It's you're not going to see Toby and what's his face? Harry Andrew Garfield. You know, Andrew Garfield. What you're going to see is Tom Holland's Spider-Man bouncing through different universes, fighting their villains mm-hmm. and living living their lives. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, I, that's I why will, they're going to pivot. 
Yes. I will counter Jamal's uh, thing. If you search Corridor Crew, I saw, I saw confirmed. that. No, they didn't confirm. They, they're they didn't saying confirm. That. They no, said they this would be really hard to fake because of this, 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 and this. Yeah. Listen, I saw a, I saw a photo of a costume test for for a fan film called Spider-Man Lotus that they put yeah. a, I think they put a trailer I saw a photo that they said was a costume test that turned out to be a completely CGI character mm-hmm. like it's not that hard to fake. At, 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 at the same time though at the same time though if we do get them I mm-hmm. guarantee you it's going to be in very small doses. It's not going to be yes. the whole freaking movie. This is not Spider-Verse. No, we're going to have no, because the tape, Zendaya-like takes for Toby and uh, what's his face? Andrew Garfield. We're going to have people on Vulture in the Cut complaining that there wasn't enough Andrew Garfield in the movie. Of course. There wasn't enough no, I, 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 I'm not expecting it to turn into like those movies. Like two two podcasts ago, like, I, like I, maybe this time last year when they announced like um, – Jimmy Fox and Alpha Molina, I would have said they're not doing that just because, like, it's just not in this. I, I just look at the vibe that they would, like, be that fan ingratiating. I would say fan ingratiating. I, I, think, okay. I think at this point, it, it it seems far more likely than not. I mean, I'm not I'm, I'm not the one that's saying that, like, you know, I doubt Daredevil's going to be in it, but I think at this point, it's a safe bet that, like, at least in some capacity, we're going to get the other actors because that's the kind of film that this is. And if, and if Foggy was like, no, we can't do that, I don't think he would be that way. I think it would be like a Sony thing for whatever reason. Yeah. But we'll see. Let's just look at this Spider-Man Lotus suit, by the way, and how freaking it's a great delightful it is. Yeah, It's great. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't like this Ditko spider. Never been a fan of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I dig it. So two things real quick. Yes. Going, just real quick. Yes. Going back to Eternals. Isn't it funny how you have two Kirby concepts with award-winning directors on them, and one of them gets canceled, and one of them gets pushed forward, and the one that we probably anticipated more was the one that got canceled. Mm-hmm. What got Which canceled? One? New, um, gods. New, New gods. New gods is canceled. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't anticipating it because Tom King was That's on it. Zack Snyder. But like, I look. If you told me that, if you told me I, if I had to choose between an Eternals movie and a New Gods movie, which one I. I'd want which one I cancel. Yeah, I would choose the new God's movie. Oh, yeah, right. but you yeah. had Tom King and Ava DuVernay on it, and I was like, "Well, those people have heads too big for their shoulders, so I'm sure they will <laughs> get off the ground." Ooh, wow! Oh, I mean, in a bubble. I'm just saying. And the other thing is, we were talking about how overhyped Spider-Man might be. Is it possible that Shang Chi is the best Marvel movie of the year? And ladies and gentlemen, we pivot because if I <laughs> were to not talk about Shang. Chi on this episode. Oh, yeah, that's my, right. That's the right. The Asian guy pronounced it wrong. That, Do, what, does that dude, mean have No, he dude, said there's, there's 30 multiple. pronunciations. All right. There's True. 30. Do you want me to give you the three I know? Yeah. Shang Chi, Shang Chi, Shang Chi. All right. I just gave you three and, in three <laughs> different dialects. Oh, you want me to learn hold Shanghai? On, hold on. You forgot the other one, Raph. Dennis. There, there's the Dennis. whole thread of there's me asking 21. you specifically what the hell is up with this pronunciation. And I told you there's 21 dialects of Chinese. I don't. I personally don't care if you get it right or not because it might be right in Mandarin. But mm-hmm. I don't. I wasn't born speaking Mandarin. I speak Cantonese. If I went to the mainland, they'd all look at me funny. Like, why are you not speaking the main language, you dirty foreigner? And I'm like, right. I'm Chinese. Hey, that I'm not Chinese to them though. That's yeah. the thing. And so, are we going to talk about Shang Chi now? Yes. Yes, we can my talk about Shang Chi. So, oh my God, <laughs> what a perfect movie that encapsulates of so much of the Asian American experience mm-hmm. because. I mean, forget like all that. Forget like 
okay, first off, bringing in the Mandarin instead of Fu Manchu, great choice. Yes. yes. You you don't waste the Mandarin. And you I mean, look, I I, I personally love the Iron Man 3 twist. I, because I'm a dirty, I'm a dirty troll. If it pisses people off and it doesn't piss me off, I will, I will love it even more, right? It did, it, it didn't, it didn't. Piss I like the Iron Man three twist, but I feel like they did waste the Mandarin here because he wasn't that much of a villain. That's the thing, though. That's also uh, what I love is you made like he's a he. Like I feel like they started, they started doing this thing where like they made the villains more complex. I mean, everyone talks about Killmonger being right. Right. This isn't a villain. This is a man who has lived for thousands of years, has conquered the world and and said to himself, I have nothing else to do. Let me find this immortal city or whatever and and conquer that. And instead, he falls in love and it's like, I'm going to. This is oh no! First, he gets his ass handed to him. Yeah, he gets his ass handed to him by 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 a Tai Chi master. For the world's biggest conqueror, he sure did have the world's smallest headquarters. (laughs) <laughs> Listen, I was not impressed. He's he's five foot four. What space does he need, <laughs> dude? I'm five eight. I am the bad. I, the I bad guy Chinese in the Wolverine in Japan had a bigger house than the fucking. Is Tony Young seriously five four? Is that right? I mean five five five. Four. Listen, yeah, I am Chinese six five foot. Five four is short. I am Chinese six foot. I'm five eight. All right. I'm American average Chinese six foot. Just give me this. Just let me have this. All right? Let me have this. This is the one thing I can talk about with pride. So anyway, no, the point is like the Mandarin isn't, isn't like when Wenwu is not the villain because he it's it provides such a more interesting dynamic. He is the villain though. Like he's not a, he's, he's a villain. villain. He's it is the, the antagonist. Yeah, he's the antagonist. It's the villainy of living with that like he's a good guy. I'm not doing yeah. that. And it, he's they not a good guy. He's sympathetic though. He's not a full out villain. It's not like it's not like he's saying I'm gonna I'm gonna take over Talo and then and then become this huge and then conquer the world. He's saying I'm going to Talo to save my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have We're tortured so- my son to for this because I want him to take over for me. Yeah, dude, I, you have I, no I really idea how much that means to me. Like I really like the movie until we introduced the magic dragon part. I I, like, I I I knew the, the minute that I saw that dragon exactly when Brent Casino was tuning out. Okay. Okay. I no, I, don't, don't get me wrong. I I like the movie as a whole. It was a yeah. really really excellent movie. Yeah. I gave it a rave review, but once that magic dragon came out, and I was like, oh, so I guess we're gonna do this. But that's a part it, of Chinese folklore, though. I know, but it was it, it was more for me. It was more like this feels more Marvel formula than really going into uh nah. A, but, but I haven't seen the Wuxia movies or whatever yeah. that probably is probably referencing. No, so that's, maybe the thing. that's the thing. The, you got to let me finish my rant because okay. I, I'm going to drop <laughs> so much knowledge on you. Right. He's been he, he has literally been waiting to talk about this since he saw it for the fifth time. No, that's well, not true. Go like I've been waiting minutes, so to talk about this since I was like four years old. That's true. So let's okay, fucking true. go. Yeah. All right. All right. Why also right. let, him, let him finish? Yeah. All right. Listen. At going into the movie, I think uh, myself and a lot of people were, were expecting like a traditional kung fu movie. Where like the the wire work kung fu is amazing and beautiful, and it kind of was like that, but it really wasn't. It's a different genre, all right. Because um, what I talk about a lot is wuja, which is like it's actually different from. I, I've been learning a lot about Chinese Chinese fiction, and what I think of of as wuja is like the Hong Kong Chinese movies of the '90s, the kung fu movies of the '90s, where it's like. It's a semi-historical setting, and it's a lot of kung fu. Really, it's more of like a political commentary uh, on the his- on a certain historical period of China with kung fu thrown in. That's really mm-hmm. what the genre is. 
Um, what this movie is, it's more of a, it's more straight Chinese fantasy where like the, the, all the, all the mystical stuff, all the, you know, jumping 50 feet in the air and shooting like energy out of your fist is locked behind the door of like, of like immortals and magic. And the fact that they did that and introduced that when everyone expects, everyone expects a Kung Fu movie because that's the diet you've been fed this whole time. Mm. I've I've been fed mostly um, a diet of mostly that. I know about the Chinese mystical stuff, but I don't know that much about it. What it and that's the thing. The only thing this can relate to, which it that that's that's been in America, is Avatar. Mm-hmm. Right? And Avatar does a great job of adapting to stuff. This is why I I personally love Avatar. It takes all the things that like a lot of culture cultural Chinese things. You, you, and, like, you mean Avatar? You mean Avatar? So the last, well. You mean Avatar? The last get, we're not talking about not, the blue not aliens, James are we? Yeah. James Cameron doesn't give a shit about me or my people. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But my point is, I told is, you like, that personally. Introducing the fantasy elements of of into into Shang Chi is <laughs> is such a huge thing, right? Because like it, you get what you want, right? You get the kung fu because because Shang Chi is a uh, is a is a kung fu master. He's a master of like multiple forms of martial arts, even though he really isn't, because he only th- does like two or three things I recognize. Mm-hmm. Um, and the it introduces you to this other world, which yeah, you say it's formulaic for Marvel, but it's not because how many other heroes would deal with this stuff? The only one that comes even close is Doctor Strange, and even Doctor Strange doesn't really deal with it. So now we have another corner of the universe to explore and play mm-hmm. with, and that's the religion. Aside from like you know the, the journey of like of like you know your parents' expectations and like being an Asian American, what that really means, what that culturally means, because there are like the scale of being Asian American literally is the difference between Shang Chi and and uh, and uh, and Aquafina, right? Like right. I like Aquafina is very Americanized. She she kind of understands Mandarin, but she doesn't speak it. Where Shang Chi moved here. And like he still has the traditions, he still likes eating joke, even though I think it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, like that's the thing. That's the spectrum of like what it is to be Asian, like Chinese in America specifically. Mm-hmm. Like I, people think I fall on the Aquafina side of things. I do, but I'm much closer to Shang Chi than 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 I think people will ever can understand. Right. Because I don't talk about this stuff often. It's not. Right. It's not something I don't. I don't have to show you guys this. You don't need to speak to me in Chinese. You don't. You don't interact with me in, in when I'm being chi- like when I'm Chinese. Like like that's why I love Superman so much. Superman is Clark Kent. Superman is Kal El. Mm-hmm. The Kal El thing has always been why I related to because he's that's his. No right. one understands that about him. It's his uniqueness. It's it's the fact that he lives in two worlds and there's a third personality that has to deal with both. That's that's the beauty of of what this movie showed. It's like there's you're steeped in two cultures. And you're trying to navigate your way, and the metaphor—I mean, I mean, you know—is fucking flying dragons and immortals <laughs> holding back a, like a unspeakable Cthulhu-like enemy. Like, right. It's just there's just so much in there that, like, I mean, and, even like on a personal level, like, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't interact with Chinese fantasy all that. I do interact with it, but like, it's most of my experience isn't that, and ha- and seeing stuff, and then we, and then experiencing for the first time as someone who didn't grow up with it. And who's mm-hmm. only like really started researching in the last like 10 years because I've, I've wanted to tell a Chinese fantasy story and like really like seeing these things expressed and not and not just like an abstract idea to me, you know, like it, it's it's amazing because like it, it also connects me to like to 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 my, you know, where my mom grew up 
and where my dad grew up and like the history of like China, even though, you know, we don't want to talk about the last don't say anything bad because, you know, the president's going to come after you. But like, you know, like it's such a great introduction to like other aspects of Chinese culture that you don't you don't get. I mean, like I love Jet Li. I love Donnie Yen, but they work in specific genres and I love them and I think they're the best they are at what they do. But you're not gonna you you haven't seen this yeah like you you've never seen it like Avatar, I think a lot like, of again, it honestly honestly Raph I feel like a lot of what they did in this movie reminds me is heavily leans on a lot of the Chinese dramas that I've been yeah. watching recently oh um, yeah we love the, our dramas the, the 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 humor the action the the relationships between parent and child which is a very common trope in chinese drama there's always like yes only a, in chinese a, dramas this doesn't happen in real life <laughs> <laughs> it's an exaggeration guys everything's fine like that at all <laughs> i will say the third act cgi fest in shang chi was way better than the third act CGI fest and Black Widow. Yeah, so the, the 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 CGI was actually pretty good. It was. Excellent. I just thought those dragons looked pretty good, and it was yeah, more I mean, believable because he's on a dragon and it wasn't doing physics calculations for yeah. the dragon. Well, he also wasn't going nine hundred feet in the air, jumping off of a building. So yes, yes, and, 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 and in general, anything, and I mean anything that doesn't lead to Brent trying to teach me science. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Is is a hundred percent a okay with me? Because yeah. We 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 know we know we know. <laughs> you yeah, majored no, in radio. I majored in engineering. Yes, you I. Know, we're yeah. this far no, I totally apart. get it. I understand, like, Professor. I understand. When you started talking about that, I I rewatched the movie and I was like, oh yeah, no, he. I knew I knew beforehand anyway, but but yeah, no, no. Uh, Shang Chi is like it, it covers so much ground mm-hmm. culturally and like and that's the thing. That's the thing. Like Black Panther is different, right? Black Panther isn't. It does co- cover some cultural things. But it's a very it's it's may it's it Wakanda doesn't exist right it's a, right. it's an Afrofuturism story but like it's not the basis isn't really in reality it's like it's like a it's like an imagined like it's it's all it's still not real right like mm. not that I'm saying like Chinese like like the dragons are real or and like if I learn Tai Chi I can float through the air too guys and and I can the crap out of like you know whoever it's but like those are things steeped in like a tradition and a history and like to see them brought out is is such a it's a different experience from black panther and i, I oh no it's, I, it's I, absolutely experience. Agree. I absolutely agree i think like agree. like you I, know, you compare the two. Yeah. I wouldn't compare it like i i've been like i've been telling people this is my black panther just like as shorthand but really it's more like a it's more like a this is a a chance for me to experience my my culture and my background through mm-hmm. one of my favorite genres, which is yeah. superheroes. So like, it's important. Like, like I, I, my very first reaction was like, I wish I had a kid to like a, like a child, like a child, like my child. I wish I had a child that I could have brought to this movie and like experienced showing them or, or be three years old again and be, mm-hmm. and not have Superman be my first experience and have this mm-hmm. be my, I mean, like, Thing I mean, Superman's life defining for me. I mean, like, there's a, but like, if I had seen that, who knows what? Especially kids, the kids now, like your kids, Brent, when they when they see this movie and they see someone who looks similar to them, what that's gonna mean for them in the future? I never lived with that. I, I've, you know, that's the reality. Who cares? I mean, it's fine. It is what it is. Right. But like, I am so excited to see, like, twenty years from now, thirty years from now, people. 
like Asian creators who have seen this movie and what they do, because it's going to be massively different than anything that what I could do. Right. Mm-hmm. What I I wanted to do something like this. But what what is it? What does it what what art comes from people who actually get that crumb of representation that they want? Right. That's the interesting thing to me. You, you, you remind me of two things immediately, Raph, with, with that conversation there. And then, and then Don, I'll go, go right ahead. Uh, I, I cannot fucking wait to get a good Benjamin J. Grimm on oh. screen. And, like I, cannot, really good and, I, and yeah. I cannot fucking wait to get a real Kitty Pride on screen. Because mm. that's my representation right there. Right, those are my Jewish superheroes that I've that I've that, <laughs> I, ne- that I've never <laughs> a lot. that yeah that I've never really gotten good versions of. I mean, yeah, Chickless was all right. You know, he was he was he was he was, he, he, he was decent, but he still looked like he was just a dude in a freaking you know rubber suit more than anything else. And I'm I'm looking forward to eventually getting what you got here with Shang Chi. Think of it this way: Yeah, Korg had to walk uh-huh. so that Ben Grimm would be able to run. He's basically uh, a screen test for true. the thing. You know? yeah. Yeah. It's true, an, an, an excellent point, accurate. Jamal. An excellent, excellent point. Oh, oh, hey guys, what's up? What's up? Okay, anyway, I can't stand that character. Um, uh, well, he's I mean, making this, fun of me in Fortnite. This is this is this is kind of why I I can only kind of put up with so much MCU derision and snark. It's definitely changed. Hollywood and, and storytelling in some ways for the worse in terms of like everything's chasing franchises and stuff. Yeah. And they've definitely hit a formula that they're far too comfortable in. Like I was watching Shanti with my brother and like as much as we were liking and trying to like the, the film, it still has that sort of requisite bad joke quotient that like oh, I yeah. wish didn't have. Um, but I, I, I gotta say, I gave it a lot of, I, got, I gave it a lot of stroke because I was sitting there very cognizant of like you're just you just don't see things like this anymore um you know there's there's there and like you know we had a, a crowd full of people it was one of the earlier uh films in the theaters that we saw uh mm. during covid so yeah. i wasn't really looking around as much but there are a lot of people cheering and this kind of stuff is necessary and you don't really get that with a lot of like let's say martin Scorsese films yeah. that's a really throw that <laughs> conversation in there exactly but i mean like this stuff is this stuff is really meaningful like you know like like like, like more so than adapting something, because uh, this is a very much kind of like you know new version than the uh, Master Kung Fu comic books. Mm-hmm. You have a representation of heroism that's just not normalized. Because yeah. right. I was, because I was thinking of like you know, with, I know that Simu Liu himself had repeatedly said he wanted this to be Asian Americans Black Panther. So you have things like um, Aquafina, you know, being asked at the dinner table, like you know, like what's your uh, Chinese name and such, and them discussing this and kind of just comparing uh, different engines. You know, it's one thing to have Asian characters in a narrative to exist, but it's another thing to have Asian characters speak to each other. It's one thing to have, you know, will we have this famous actor, but it's another thing to have, like, what I liked about it is like Tony Lung and uh, Shanti's mother, like, like, they were from different cultures. And I've never seen. Asian people in film interact from different cultures and interact as two different human beings because usually the shorthand mm. is that all Asians know each other. Similar right. as like, you know, all insert minority here know each other. So that was just, it, it just makes the world... Uh, I mean, I got Simu on speed dial if you want. It makes the world smaller in, in a way which, which I think, like, you know, 
Black Panther did in, in, in some mm-hmm. ways because growing up, I never gave a shit about War Machine or Falcon, mm-hmm. but Black right. Panther looked cool because he, he had a cool costume. Yeah. And so when I'm seeing that he's a lot more capable, he's very smart, and the film itself asks questions which black people in barbershops debate about, you know, was Killmonger right? You know, oh, yeah. would you want to be like T'Challa? Yep. That thing, that's that's a lot more challenging to the audience that it's serving, as well as the larger mainstream white audience who can enjoy this different perspective of heroism. And I saw that watching Shang-Chi, I was very much aware of the same thing because you have this conflicted person who loved his father and hated his father. And that to me was cool. Like, I, like, like, like the world's you know, I identify best. Identify with that at all? <laughs> the world's best. T- take your son to the work day was my favorite scene because, oh, because like, he goes there. He, he he's like, I'm killing you, you and you. And then he spends like the next like decade training his son to become Cassandra Kane. <laughs> I mean, but that's I literally know, what Shang Chi is, though. Like, he's the. That's why he's the yeah. master of kung fu. Yeah. Although that's my only gripe is he doesn't do a lot of kung fu. He does a lot of like. This modern MMA. They were sick. No, no. I'm I'm just saying, like, but again, that's my expectation of like a kung fu movie where like, oh, my my you know, my eagle style will defeat your crane style, you know, like none of that happened. The thing I was gonna say is that like, you know, this is this is a genuine difference that I think is important because like people could come away from Shang-Chi saying, ah, well, the third act was too goofy, the third act was too cartoonish and unbelievable. It's like for me hearing, like, you know. Oh well, Killmonger is just an, an evil Black Panther. There's it's just that Marvel trope again, and really missing the nuance that right. Asian Americans and Black Americans take away from it. And that's fine, you can have that opinion, but it's important to have that different recognition because it's not literally that. It's like this means more to its intended audience than the larger audience. And normalizing that kind of like difference between perspectives. Again, like I said before, it kind of makes makes things smaller and makes this uh, one of the better Marvel movies as opposed to just another one in the can. Yeah, no, to definitely. Fair that argument. They literally dressed Killmonger in another Black Panther suit. <laughs> well, that's true. But they, but they set that up. Yeah, but he wanted to be Black Panther. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Piggybacking off of the fact that he was literally just talking about Black Panther. Super, super happy that we got more than just one appearance from Chadwick and what if. I just to bring it back yeah. to that for one second because yeah. that, originally, you know, it seemed like we were only going to get that one episode. The fact that he was in like four of them that made me beyond happy. And I, I, I'm glad we got as much of him as we could possibly get. C- continue with your point. So I guess my question for Raph is, like, in the Asian community, was this as big a pop as, like, I felt the pop from Black Panther being a white guy on the internet or whatever, like, just in terms of, like, the representation and all that stuff. And, and I enjoyed both films. I like Black Panther more, but... That's just as a film, but like, in the, did it did did this pop with for the Asian community like Black Panther did? I mean, obviously, COVID being what it is, didn't get the chance to do financially as well as Black Panther did. But well, that's complicated because it's not being shown in China at all. That yeah, and that's the other thing too is like because why? Like, I think that's a that's a terrible. Um, well, no, well, it's that's not really made for them. Like it doesn't. It's tried to be made for them, but like so. Like, yeah, well, you've made the point, Raph, that you have a distinctly, as an American, uh, Asian American, you have a distinctly different oh, yeah, take yeah, on no. your race than someone from mainland China would. Uh, I just wanted to cut in and say, because, like, you know, we've, we've talked about the movie a little bit, and, yeah, I get to be the, I'm the white person, I don't have the same feelings <laughs> about it. 
But one thing I did note, and I, this does kind of tie into what like Raph has said and, and Donovan and everything. Um, watching this was the first Marvel movie that it felt like people I actually knew. Mm-hmm. Because I, I mean, any you know, for those of you who are in New York, you know, I went to Stuyvesant High School, which is currently at, at as of 2021, 75 percent Asian. <laughs> it was 50 percent no! when I was there 20 years ago. I almost went there. Yeah, I missed and by the like thing 10 is, points. Wow. So like I'm watching this movie and I'm like, oh God, I went to high school with these assholes. <laughs> and, like it was the most relatable Marvel movie for me. Like that was, and I think it was because it managed to capture that specific, like underachieving, but supposed to be an overachiever. It's, like, it's a very variety. millennial Marvel movie. Right. Yes. But, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, but I want to push you guys out there at karaoke and mm-hmm. like no. Oh, that's when I decided I love the movie. Oh my god! Like, yes. If this I movie mean, did not end with karaoke, it was not truly Asian American. Wong, to me. Wong, like, Wong no, karaoke really is where it's at. I want to do karaoke with Wong so bad. Yes. <laughs> and uh, just to push I'll back on, I mean, on, what, on what Don said earlier, you can't have Simu Liu and Aquafina and Benedict Wong in a movie and not have them cracking jokes. Oh yeah, like, it's just, it's, it's just you know. It's it it's in the bylaws. Yes, this just has to happen. Well, that's Which why that's why is there. She's coming relief. Yeah, but but, but, but she played but, it really but funny, drier than she usually. I was does. just gonna say. Yeah. I was just gonna say. Yeah, I was yeah, actually she's... thoroughly impressed that she wasn't over the top with it. There were oh, a yeah, couple of there were there were a couple of clear comic relief moments. You know, like like on the bus and what have you. Like like she right. was there to break the tension. But yeah, I I I not once said to myself like this is over the top. And uh, I was super surprised I didn't say that when everyone's favorite character showed back up, mother, <laughs> motherfucking Trevor. There were some over-top moments with, with, with that guy. I, I mean, like, there were some moments where the film literally does stop to tell a joke. I don't think you put your hand in your heart and say that it doesn't do that. Yeah. But that's, that's yeah. like oh, no, totally. every Marvel the apes. When that that's little like Alice ball shows up. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Yeah, but but still like, though, Guardians of the Galaxy came out and they're like, "Well, this is a Marvel movie now. Every movie's like that now." Trevor's the, for like the yeah. Brothers movie. Trevor's more comic relief than Aquafina is. That that much I will definitely. Which is agree. yeah, you, yeah, I wouldn't yeah, yeah, expect yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> she's come a long way this year between uh, Shang Chi and her part in Ryan the Last Dragon. Like mm-hmm. she's very emotional towards the end. Of that right. movie, oh, you should have seen her in. Um, that was a good movie. Um, I didn't see no, the 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 was it the goodbye or whatever the oh, farewell. Yeah. I didn't watch farewell. that. Yet. Last the last farewell. It's really yeah. good. That's when she really shows her chops, and uh, that's a really, but that's a really. Mm. I haven't, oh, I haven't and, seen it yet. Let's be honest. Yes. And, uh, uh, Lucky Grandma's in this movie, and I fucking love her. <laughs> Lucky Grandma's so good. I mean, she was in Joy Luck Club, but I mm-hmm. hear her name, but like, she, she's in Casino Royale too. She's the Chinese woman that gambles with uh, La Chifra. Also, mm. also, well, we, we well, haven't we haven't mentioned Michelle Yeoh at all, and I just I just have to at least yeah, say, like, oh, Michelle Yeoh is like uh, you yeah. know. The, Yes, of, madam. Like, the best Chinese, like, <laughs> Chinese film. I mean, she's a she's perfect. There's yes, nothing, is she no, one of those like actresses? The way that we have like these movie stars, like she kind of plays this uptight woman now in the last twenty years. No, 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 like, no. She's so eclectic in her roles. Yeah, no, because if you see her on Star Trek Discovery, she's a completely different character. Oh yeah, no, oh, yeah, she's like yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Okay, I, I fucking love Giorgio. Yes. Um, yeah. No. She. Well, the funny thing is, like, she started out. She started out as like a model. I think she was like Miss Singapore. Yeah. And then she became. She went from being like a a beauty pageant person to a fucking like martial arts who does her own stunts. Like, 
watched, 21 years old. We, I, yeah. I'm saying that because we watched like Crazy Rich Asians and then like two months later, Shang-Chi, I watched that or something. Mm. And I was like, these are kind of similar. No, no, mm. they're not at all because the, the Crazy Rich Asians is like... Well, yeah, she's is very a, mean in that, Asian but she's mom, like the nice and auntie like, in Shang-Chi. Yeah, exactly. No Chinese parent is nice to their own children. They're nice to other people's children. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But, but Brett, to her character, Philippa Giorgio, in Star Trek Discovery, there's like two versions. Oh, One who's yeah. just like the kindly starship captain, and another who starts out as just a complete sadist. Yes. Yep. And she's yep. very good at I both. I love her. She's yeah. very good at both. <laughs> I love Giorgio. All right. Uh, what's, uh, I mean, any other thoughts you wanted to throw out there, Raph, uh, before we. Uh, uh, Throw out some quick uh, what, what anybody who's been reading stuff, and then we'll go ahead and wrap uh, wrap things up from there. Uh, oh, you didn't want to talk about a uh, fandom? I know you're. Oh, sure fa- fandom. Well, well, fandom. We yeah, we can we can touch on fandom a little bit, but uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. Raph, Raph, you got it. You got anything else? Just son of son of Kyle. Okay, cool. Um, okay. We can do that later. Yeah. Well, then yeah. Let's 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 touch on fandom. Uh, the Flash. Uh, glad they changed the name to the Flash and not Flashpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, number yeah. one, because yeah. that's I'm not confused. A... Isn't that the show? Oh God! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This just in: there was also a animated series called The Batman. Like, like whatever. Like it's happened. Um, <laughs> just I, I love what I loved about the Flash. I actually gave us things to see as opposed to like Black Adam, where they're like, "You've seen the suit leaks, but we're just gonna cut it off right here." <laughs> no, that's right not before true, the big reveal. For some and the, reason, they the, cut off for, the Batmobile. For, for no reason, and then the Flash yeah. is like, "Here's this suit. Oh, by the way, there's another Flash. Here's Supergirl. That's cool. here's the back of Batman's head. Oh yeah, the Batmobile's in it, which we all kind of knew anyway. Mm-hmm. And then they have the Shazam thing where they're just like, "Hey, we got new suits, man. Look at our new suits." <laughs> so what? What? what like, why they cut the sh- Then Darth I, Batman. I don't. I don't. I don't know why they would cut the Batmobile, and also I don't know why they went, that all we saw was Cal. Oh yeah, right, because they just want to. Tease us mercifully. Yeah. That's why. But we but, know it's in the fucking movie. We know. But also at the same time, um, is this other Barry going to be the villain of the piece? Is he the Barry of 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 Batman eighty nine's universe? Like someone mm-hmm. someone pointed out that in that shot of the three of them with the two Barrys and Supergirl, the Barry in the back is actually wearing like a spray painted red. Bat yeah, suit Batman. with the flash on it. Yes, almost the way that um, Spider versus Spider Man spray painted his uh, Spider Man suit to be Miles Morales. Mm. Like, so oh, they're I both going to be standing on the first watch in a field, going like this. <laughs> He's not going to be able to move very fast because of all that rubber. But it's but but it's okay. He has other people to turn their head. So that he doesn't have to. So that's 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 also perfectly fine. Yeah, I'll stand in the middle. You guys, Keaton still me. does the bat turn in this movie. I'll be thrilled. <laughs> yes, that's all I want. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Oh, I so, wa- yeah. Go ahead. I, I I am strangely obsessed with uh, Michael Giacchino's Batman theme. Oh my oh, god. god! You mean yes. half, oh, you the mean Batman half of the Dark Side theme? Bum 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 bum. I'm hyped. I'm just waiting for bum 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 bum. That's all. I'm, I'm waiting for it the whole time in the trailer. I'm I just hyped. want Batman to go full Sith Lord. I'm really hyped. I I'm beyond hyped for this for this Batman movie. I think that um, it's it's actually looking. Like the type of Batman movie that I wanted 
for years now, and I didn't mm-hmm. quite get with any of them so far. Um, it, you know, I've really? got I've gotten pieces, I've gotten pieces, but I'm not I, I'm not the me. biggest I'm not the biggest Nolan fan to be entirely I mean, honest. You, with you. you know, I love the Nolan movies. I'm still excited for this one, but I I really feel like the next time we reboot the Batman franchise, yeah, can we just go like full Batman? And stop doing this. Like we're gonna do the most real. This is what I'm tired of. Directors of the Batman movies. We're gonna do the most realistic take. And I'm like, do we not watch Nolan, Matt yeah. Reeves? And I'm like, so you you want up. like you want like Brave and the Bold? I want Jim Apart. I'm not, I want, I'm not saying Brave and yeah. the Bold because we got that with Batman and Robin. I I just would like us to split the difference and just make not a Marvel type Batman. Mm-hmm. Right. Just be like we can be both realistic and. Lucas at the same time. Okay. So maybe Snyder kind of did that, but just it was like super dark. So you yeah. you want you want a you want a Batman where you can do the Joker, but then you can also have like King Tut, basically. Tweedledee, Tweedledum, Mad yeah. Hatter. I mean, I, I, I know what I know what you're saying because well, like, Batman series. I, I, I Batman right. does not necessitate being like so grittily realistic that like the very idea of anybody going by a superhero or supervillain is too much for people's brains to bear like people really lay that on thick and i agree with brent that like we've done this for like half my life now this is this isn't new in advertising yeah i think matt i i, I believe in matt reeves uh yes in that what, I, what i'm hearing from him aside from all like a little realistic is that like he's saying the right things mm-hmm. he's talking about stories like batman ego and stuff he's not doing Ooh. the the knee jerk long halloween dark never returns you run because yeah. that's everyone's read that that's not special yeah yeah i FDM think that's really fucked us i think that like uh this will start out very grungy and by the end of the, I, I i would like to see but i think he's kind of leading by the end of the film he'll have a more streamlined suit it'll be a little bit more re- uh, recognizable like he, it's a starting point it's not like what we're seeing from Pattinson is not the punctuation. It's not the finish line. No. Um, if if they do a second movie and they probably will, and we get a more like less leathery, stitched looking suit, and like, we get like sucks. Killer Croc or whatever. I, I like the costume. I just don't like the I like look of the cowl. I don't like the like leather stitching per se. I, I like the cowl. I don't. I, but I'm not a fan of like, the puzzle. You know, the puzzle piece, New Fifty Two. Jim, like, 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 anytime the bat suit just looks like a bunch of shit taped on top of it, it's like, I mean, come on. Like, 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 but at the same time, this this is like his like Bob Kane Golden Age my, look my for thing this movie. It yeah. was like we're trying to be. You still have Batman in this ultra high tech suit with a hand stitched cowl, so right. that's kind of anachronistic. And then at the same time, you have the fucking Riddler over here with duct tape on his face. But yet it's not. It's not. It, it's not duct tape. Whatever no. it is. It, it, can't go buy himself a, a nice suit and diet hey. green fucking Jim Carrey, but you hey. know it just wears a green trashy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It keeps me safe when I'm jogging at night. <laughs> hey. I'm just like, my, can we comic book up the Riddler a little bit my, more? My favorite thing. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm my, with you. My favorite thing right now is that if you want any type of Batman on screen, you have so much variety because you're literally getting three of them. <laughs> true. Very true. Like Ian, 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 I can't two believe in one you movie. don't you don't like Batman Begins. That to me is like no, no, I didn't except say, for like Matt Fraser than they do. It's like that's like the top. Dono, I didn't say I didn't like it. I, I said that they're not perfect. They're not no. they're not they're not a hundred they're not a hundred percent what I want out of my Batman. I think that Christian Bale did a 
very good job with what he was given. I fucking hate his voice with a passion. I and love I, and his I could, voice. No, love his voice too. I, I, I hate <laughs> it. So we all know I love his voice. Room. I've been copying yeah. it for the last decade plus. Yeah, Raph, why do you think I hate it? Um, and. Uh, <laughs> And, and, I feel like that rap has a lot more to do with that than Christian Bale. <laughs> it, 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 it's possible. What do you mean, it's possible, but but also, what do you mean? but also, I I felt like I felt like there were there were major strengths to what we got out of Nolan's uh, Batman, which failed as it continued in certain ways. Um, especially when we got to Rises, like Rises is a mm-hmm. good is a good movie. Uh, at points, but also drags ridiculously. And right. uh, I'm not gonna disagree. With that. I'm not gonna disagree with that. Yeah. So like, on it, uh, like I, I just, I just want, I just want a Batman to me that feels the most like the type of comic book Batman that I that I really appreciate, and not a Nolan movie with a bat suit. Um, you, right. you, you, but do you think that this looks the most comic booky? Honestly, yes. I, in a I, lot I, of ways. In a lot of ways. Batman like, forever. <laughs> But I don't even say that like Batflex was was more co- was comic bookier than Pattinson. It looks like, like a stuffed know. sausage. <laughs> See, no, no, no. Like- if you take the slimness of Pattinson, put the bat put the Batflex suit on Pattinson, mm, take yep. some but of the sausage they're, stuffing they're, out, they, I mean, raise the, the, those the, ears a little bit more, you'd have true perfection. Yeah. Uh, the, the last half of that new trailer was awesome. Yeah. When the when the when the score kicks in, everything's going crazy. Oh my god. But I mean, th- this is still wearing lightsaber and penguin. This is still that was my other gripe. You've got. Batman deflecting bullets at point blank range, and well, I don't I, like that. My brain, yeah, I didn't couldn't either. couldn't separate the, the whole thing of the movie of Lu, of Lucius Fox in the last set of films. Going, it'll deflect anything but a straight shot. And then here you have this Batman's like <laughs> ding, 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 like straight shots all around. I, I, like, I think that the, the intention is that like this is a very like young and angry Batman. He's not got to the point yet where he knows it's smarter to not walk into the bullets. At the same time, his armor should never be like Iron Man. Mm-hmm. That should never be. The, like when he got shot in the head in BVS, I was so fucking embarrassed. Like it should just be like armor, but he should he should go home and have a bunch of welts over his body. Yeah. Like Tom Welling in that one episode of Smallville. Like he should not walk away from that. Oh, but I understand from a personality and character intention point of view where Reeves is coming from from that. Mm-hmm. It's just not my personal aesthetic. Fair enough. Uh, Bre- Brandon, right. let, let, let me get let me get some of your thoughts on it. Um, which one? The uh, Batman? Yeah, um, Batman. Brent, I watched your, your video on the trailer. Uh, no, I gave you I, a compliment earlier saying you always comment and Donovan doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I do agree. Like, you know, it, it took a little bit out of it uh, playing the same uh, song as the last one. But once you got to the actual meat of the trailer, it just, like, there was something, like, I guess the reason why is that there's something almost ethereal and haunting about this, this version of Batman Mm -hmm. the Renegade, where it's, yeah, it's, it's the vengeance of a, of a young man and him looking for, you know, that middle line of what, what is vengeance and what is actual justice, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. I think that's going to be the crux of this of this film, where like it's him chasing this this idea of what he can do to be a better Batman or what he can do to be Batman. And I think that's going to be. I like, you know. I, I think. And then I think part of it also, Brandon, is it seems like what they're talking about in terms of portrayal is the idea that right now he's supplanting what it means to be Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. in this pursuit of 
he's not sure. He, he says, yeah. you know, he's, and it's almost kind of like a, you know, he's, he's living life by the numbers. Like he's doing the things that he expected. I think one of the things that uh, during the, the fandom presentation that Reeves said was Bruce Wayne is like a reclusive rock star. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's very like point. early Casino Royale. Like he's not yeah. gotten to the point yet where he need, where he utilizes his public persona right. to augment his 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 crime fighting life. Also, I, one final thing I'll say: this is obviously Batman Earth One. Right. Obviously, oh, obviously, yeah. Everything, everything, every from from like 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 the angry young mistaking Batman to like bearded Alfred, Penguin and Riddler. I mean, this couldn't be more blatantly. This is what it is. Hey. Than, it being the comic, we, we can we can also we can also make the statement that I made about uh, about uh, about Oscar Isaac being every in every single franchise known to man about uh, about freaking Smeagol here as uh, as uh, <laughs> as Alfred. You know, like I think I, I thought you were going to say Jeff Johns finding a way to at least have one of the franchise movies adapt one of his stories so he gets bucks every time it plays oh. yeah uh, and also and also edgar wright being uh being both Ua, uh the watcher and commissioner <laughs> gordon like <laughs> you're right you mean uh, jeffrey wright uh, jeffrey, jeffrey wright, wright jeffrey wright my bad jeffrey wright yeah sorry sorry <laughs> it's, it's getting it's getting late uh sorry, and sorry. batman Actually, uh, yeah, oh, he, yes, because he voices Batman in the audio adventures. That's true, yeah. right, right? No, right. no, that's that's um. Yeah, no, that's Jeffrey Wright. That, no, it's, no, it's the, Jeffrey the Wright. Killmong- <laughs> not Killmonger. The no, it's not Michael. No, it's, it's, not Batman Batman or whatever. No, it's, it's supposed to be Batman. They announced it at Fandom. No, no it's Jeffrey Wright it's in the Jeffrey Batman Wright. the audio adventures with Jeffrey Wright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been out. Yeah. Okay. I, I can't, there's another can't one. Thompson as Gordon. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right, I I'm heard that, that, and that sounds like Kean Thompson doing another one of his bad impressions, and I was not yeah, impressed. Right. Chris, you got you're me. thinking about Winston Duke. Winston Duke, yeah, yeah. Chris, he's playing he Batman the, and something else too. Yeah, he's playing Batman. He's not in the. Uh, he's in the. There's a game that he's doing the yes, voice of Batman. Yes, really, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, Chris, you got any final thoughts on the uh, on the trailer? You want to you want to get? I didn't watch oh. the trailer. You didn't I watch didn't the trailer. Wow. You all. <laughs> I didn't care. I have yeeted myself out of the DC fandom so hard. <laughs> like I have self-yeeted. I have defenestrated myself out a window. Well, because like I worked. just, it, I feel like it doesn't offer me anything. It's just, yeah. oh, it's just drama and like two gazillion competing versions of each character. So. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not going to watch the Matt Reeves version. I'm not going to promise that I won't watch Robert Pattinson, who I actually think is a very good actor. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I'm still going to watch it. I just didn't care. I mean, to be honest, I didn't even watch the Cowboy Bebop trailer until you guys brought it up. And I was like, shit, I better watch that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I Happy can't, anniversary, just... Wonder Woman. We, we got nothing uh, for you. Uh, nope. That uh, was last year. Half of oh, was about her trailer last year. Yeah. Oh, so so Brent, so Winston Duke is playing Batman. It's a Spotify podcast called Batman uh, Unburied. Okay. okay, got it, got it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hey uh, guys, this is Batman Unburied. I'm Batman. Is that the one that Saladin Ahmed worked on, or am I thinking of a different writer? Uh, hold on, I'm looking. David Goyer. Cat, them casting Winston Duke is like a, as Batman. I don't have an issue with it. It just sounds like they listen to Mark Bernardin on Batman on Batman being like a black guy can never be Batman because it's so like entrenched in white privilege and like mm-hmm. old money idea. And them going like 
watch us. And <laughs> what's the juice? That, that's I, I'll just I'll have to hear that because like blah 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 voice acting, but like you got to cast the right person. It, so it, I, it, I, I mean, the way I, he I did it on that. fandom did not endear me to want to listen to that. It like, is it is Batman Unburied. That's he was I'm just like on, by the I way. am Batman yeah. in his regular Winston Duke voice, yeah. and I was like. Yeah, Ooh, I don't believe you. Sal- Saladin, I think Saladin named the movie. Saladin's actual Twitter uh, uh, mentions Batman Unbounded. It so yeah, that 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 is the one that he uh, that he wrote for. Yeah, yep. All right, uh, uh, other fandom things. Anything else that we that we missed on that we that we could touch on real quick? Shazam, I think, is going to be the best uh, best mo- underrated movie of uh, of the bunch. There, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I first one was really good. a lot of people. Yeah, and and I'm I'm I actually really like the new suit designs and everything. I think uh, I think it's a step in the right direction. Yep. All right. Uh, quick quick hits of oh, uh, oh yeah, go ahead, Raph. Superman and Lois season two. That's gonna be good. Oh yes, yes. Oh, yeah. favorite show. I got, my se- I got my season one DVD. Nice, <laughs> nice. Oh, I I did watch the first episode of the new Young Justice uh, season, by the way, because I know that ja- oh, that, I that, that dropped that, that dropped. Yeah, yes. Um. And- if you if you wanted to learn as much as humanly possible about the Martians, then you are no. going to do that in this new season of, of Young Justice. I'm not even My sure if I wanted to. Yeah, I'm well, not even I've, sure if that I've I wanted to. Supergirl. Well, this Young Justice is a great show. I do think that like at times they kind of like don't always know what the viewers will give a fuck about. Right. They get so into the weeds in the most obscure. DC like lineage and lore. I, I, I'm like, y'all really care about this shit. Yeah, I don't like, know if I do, but I'm here for like, characters. Like Atlantis when they went on the deep dive there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey hey, I will continue to watch Young Justice. I mean, not that I don't enjoy it because I do enjoy it, but I will continue to watch it sure. just for Clone Roy and and uh and, and original roy like yeah. and, and then other clone roy like i have not watched it since they had new episodes of it I guess. they're doing shiva versus recipe? cassandra kane so like they they, they 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 got my balls unlocked nice. oh my oh, god <laughs> no i just felt the clamp go on my balls too fuck <laughs> they hurt so really? good oh my they god oh my god Rap, I'll show oh you. My. the oh. other thing i got excited for was the blue beetle little yes that, that they too. had yeah they I had like that. some concept that? art and they had like the beetle on his chest like glowing blue and I was like that's cool and it seems like I've been rereading the um original post one year later blue beetle on my uh comicsology app and uh, it's fantastic I remember loving it just as much and I felt like these guys got that like I got that feeling from these two directors the writer director like hella mexican or whatever like they're in the culture and like the kid that's or the man acting as Blue Beetle as Jaime. Exactly I was like, like Jaime. I was Ray like, is. I wish. My only complaint was like, I wish he would have just shaved for this inter- for this interview, so he could look a little bit younger. And you know, but yeah, I saw that thing, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be sweet, and this is gonna kill that stupid Smallville suit that they had that looked like the <laughs> <laughs> Is it a movie or is it HBO Max? It's, it's a HBO, HBO Max movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The question is. Will Booster Gold show up? I hope Probably. not. I hope not. Probably. Probably. So they have a really great storyline with the with the Scarab, and if they use the Reach the way that they did in the series, and um, that eventually got adapted into Young Justice season two, I think that's a really strong like backbone of a film. You know, a kid yeah, thinking he's he- going to be a hero, but he finds out that that Scarab is actually bad, and have to yeah. battle that. Well, you know what. 
you don't need booster gold if you can get Guy Gardner to show up. Oh my god! And we've already had, we've already had we already had Guy cast for the Green Lantern series. Yeah, oh where is god. that? Is that thing ever going to come out? Uh, it's coming out. It, they, Robert Pattinson one punching Guy Gardner. <laughs> you had you had first looks at that at that Naomi series, which looked pretty awful, and then there you have nothing for Green Lantern Corps. Come on. I don't like, know. Like, they're like, hey, it really bad. The Naomi series, we're going to show you this scene where she runs out of the classroom. And I was like, that's what you're going to show? Yeah. And, and, Again, and, and, I thought that was more of Ava DuVernay being too big for her britches. Like, I'm Ava DuVernay. You, you, you really have this hate for Ava, don't you? <laughs> I, I think it's be, like, I liked uh, the don't back Selma out now. movie. I liked When They See Us. All right. But And then she joins up with Tom King. And I was like, okay, we'll see where this goes. And it goes nowhere. And well, that's has, not their that's not their fault. Fine. Yeah. And then the I have not watched the Colin um, Kaepernick stuff, but it seems like that her and Colin Kaepernick. Anytime you see Ava DuVernay, she's like very positive, or I don't know. It just seems like she thinks very highly of herself. And I'm just like maybe take it a step down, like be a little bit more humble. I don't know. Hey, I think <laughs> very highly of myself. <laughs> I mean, people always say about black women, like you know, oh, they're they're so high on themselves. All these. These look, people, look, it's like, listen, that's a I, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. Okay, look, that's <laughs> that's that's all I have to say about that. Uh, <laughs> what, what, let's go. Yeah, what, what, I, don't, I don't really think someone who has a show called BK is Bullets is really allowed to <laughs> 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 And say it was everyone's opinion just said it was mine. And <laughs> Jamal asked. And you burned. <laughs> you burned, you burned, you burned, you burned, you burned. Sizzling burned. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Let's 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 get our let's get our uh quick picks on, you know, what you've been reading lately and stuff like that and then we're wrapping this sucker up. Any uh, Brent, I'll go over to you cuz you probably read the most out of all of us. Um, I'm reading the Spider-Man Beyond stuff and I'm trying to make sense of it as to like why they suddenly decided to make Ben Riley Spider-Man and they haven't really d- gone into that at all. Uh, well, 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 they, well, they sort of did actually. Uh, they, uh, yeah, they sort of did, but they like the end of Nick Spencer's run went on too long. Yes. Like the well, whole yes. Kindred uh, stuff. They tossed a while. And then it wasn't that. that. Oh, and then no. now it's, these weird uh, twins that nobody liked. Well, I guarantee you that was not his original. And, and then kind of the Mephisto's betting with Doctor Strange at the end. And then they're like hard cut to Ben Riley's like, I'm Spider-Man now, bitch. This company owns a corporation yeah. and we're going to get you hurt within two issues. And now Peter's in a coma. I and promise like, you. Marvel, Marvel kind of stepped in and like, 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 kind of shortcut him in terms of what he wants to. I promise you, Dono. I, I it, from what I'm hearing, it's actually the complete opposite. Uh, that that Spencer, uh, he got you know, that Substack made, money. Yeah, exactly. Left. Made that deal with Substack and basically was like, all right, I'm I'm done. So you guys got to end this. So basically, they had to scramble and and fill space because Spencer's run was originally supposed to go until the anniversary yes. here. Um, it's not an organic ending, no. I, I'm still want to plug Once in Future and fucking Dan Mora. Oh yeah, is oh, phenomenal man. on Once in Future and Detective Comics. Mm-hmm. So I know he's doing. I don't know if he's way ahead on one or the other, but they're he both is. coming he's, out he's, monthly. He's, He's pretty far ahead on Once in Future. And, like, I guess there was still... I don't know if there was... I don't read Power Rangers books, but what he's still doing Power Rangers books coming out monthly at the same time? No. No, he's not doing Power Rangers right okay. now. Okay. 
I don't know what he, how he does it, if he's digital or whatever, but he's <laughs> He's phenomenal. digital and he's really fast. I can I imagine. It's, and his stuff is still incredible. So yeah. um, props to him. Uh, he's yeah. my new favorite artist, honestly. Uh, what else Great is artist. I reading? I've bought a bunch of stuff. Well, the, all the Scott Snyder stuff has been phenomenal. The um, We have Demons I loved. I really liked Night of the Ghoul. First issue came mm-hmm. out last week. Uh, and the the clear man of clear. clear was very interesting, yeah. but I didn't like it as much as I like the other two. Feels like it's going to take a while to kick in. But if you haven't checked those out on Comicsology, go you know plug plug for Jamal. <laughs> go get hyped up and read those, and then wait for Jamal's book to drop whenever it comes out. I'll I'll throw in uh, the one thing that I've been reading is Fantastic Four Life Story. It is fantastic. Uh, no pun intended. Okay, fine pun intended. Uh, it's just as good as Spider-Man Life Story, just in different ways. Uh, yeah, I thought that was interesting that it's like taking the time to get to Galactus, whereas like the Spider-Man one was like, here's a decade, here's a decade, yeah. here's a decade. And, and, and that's what's so great about it, too, is that like, yeah, you're getting your decades, but as the decades move forward and Galactus isn't here yet, you watch what that does to Reed Richards. You know, as as it, like he's basically like you know the end is nigh, and everybody else is like yeah, like like yeah, yes, Mister Sherman, everything stinks. Like it's uh, it, it's just. <laughs> Did we get the nineties yet? Did they introduce his dad as Hyperstorm? Uh, yes, they. <laughs> yeah. no, they did. In, they did in life they, story. Yeah, no, they did get to the nineties. <laughs> yeah, we're we're uh, yeah, because I think the last one that just came out was the nineties, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so we're we're definitely getting there. I absolutely love it, and I did start reading Beyond as well, and I liked the first the first issue that I read. Uh, but then again, I'm a I'm a stand for Ben Riley, so that 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 doesn't really say much. And it's pretty damn God close. Damn right. It's pretty damn close to his old costume, and I fucking love his old costume. I still think that that's that that Dan Jurgens design is my favorite Spider Man design. Period. Well, like that's I, why true. they took his Spider. Yeah. True. Yep. It's it is ab- the best. Absolutely terrific. I, I still don't understand why they made it off off center. Just because, I guess. I guess so it's different than the old one. Yeah. Well, no, because it, then it, it harkens back to Scarlet Spider. Right. The Scarlet Spider was off that's center. Crooked, well. That's true. That's true. That's and a then good he point. presses yeah. it, and he can get beamed back up to the Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, one, one other thing to throw out since I mentioned Dan Jurgens, uh, the announcement that Dan Jurgens, for the first time in his career, is drawing the X Men. Mm. That is Ooh. that is fucking awesome. X Men Legends, Fabian Nicieza, really? Dan Jurgens. Wow, I cannot wait. Oh, okay. Is that, so condi- is that still the continuation of the Jim Lee run from the 90s? No, X Men Legends is, is a little bit of everything. Uh, so. Okay. Each each arc is a different creator of the X Men going back to, but it started off that way, right? It started off as as Nicieza yeah. doing Adam X the Extreme and officially making him a Submers brother because that's the way he deserves it. And damn it, that character is great. Anybody who says otherwise, that's well, my story. It's not that the it. character is great; it's just that the issue of X Men where he meets Scott's grandparents yes. is actually one of the yeah. best X Men issues. Really I will is. like, I will, I, I will die on that hill. It is yes. such a great issue. The fact that they never really followed through. And made him an official Summers brother until you know. Now so like, there are oh, yeah. four Summers brothers now. Yes, there are yeah, four there Summers are. brothers. There's four Summers God brothers. Yep. But uh, the uh, the other ones were uh, Weezian and Walt coming back to X Factor. Uh, yeah. Uh, Larry, Claremont. Yep. Claremont. Claremont's coming back and doing pre Excalibur, uh, like basically filling Ooh. in gaps there. 
Uh, Nicieza is doing another arc, like I just said, with uh, with Jurgens. You had uh, I you Marvel Limited. Peter David uh, coming back to X Factor, like uh, 90s, 90s X Factor, and doing stuff there. And also Larry Hama did a did an arc uh, with Wolverine. Um, you know, going back to his, I'm going to catch up on this series. Yeah. I'm going to catch up on Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. It's, 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 it's great. It's honestly, it's a terrific concept for a series and it gives creators that we haven't seen a lot of, uh, out of, out of Marvel in a while, a voice. And I am all for that. So yeah, definitely into that. Uh, Jamal, what you've been reading? Scripts. Catwoman. Written, written, drawn, colored by Cliff Chang. Fuck yeah. It oh, is please. it is absolutely gorgeous. Oh my god. It's Cliff Chang. Yeah. Wow. That I love this, god. It's it's just it's beautiful. It's just so incredibly well done. The basic premise is Catwoman gets out of jail uh after she's in jail, I think it's like t- 10 or 20 years. And uh, Batman and Jim Gordon are both dead. Mm-hmm. Not again. <laughs> yeah. But she was blamed for their murders. Of course. Interesting. Like you do. Yeah. So, and Harvey Dent is the mayor of Gotham City. What? <laughs> like non Two Face Harvey Dent. No, no. Yes, Two Face. It's Two Face Harvey Dent. Yeah, that, that's not I blame Joe Manchin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I I gotta read this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's real. It's really, really good. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's black label. Uh, that's it? that's a, yes, it is black label. That's mm-hmm. that's the my most. I mean, I've been reading. I would mention some of the other stuff, but you guys have already talked about it, so I'm I'm reading the same stuff. We so, have good. We have nobody, good taste. I mean, what can we say? Yes, this is true. This is true. But you know, you already you, you stole my thunder. So I did. I had to bring out the big gun here. Oh my god, <laughs> Don, Dono. Anything other than Cassandra Kane you've been reading? Oh man, I've been eating this year. Oh god, Uh, Nightwing, uh, Tom Taylor. Oh yeah, like I know Tom Taylor has been like you know uh, rising the ranks over the years. This is kind of first one I'm invested in, and like it's been said that he's kind of like a real. He wears his fandom on his sleeve. I don't care. It's my kind of fandom. Uh, He's been killing it. Uh, Love it, especially with the Bruno Redondo illustration. That's that's like the best book I've read from DC in a long time. Although I'm enjoying a number of their books, I've been enjoying. Kenya's Batman, Detective Comics mm. is decent. Um, Robin is decent. Um, Urban Legends is really good. Um, shout out to Tim Drake. Uh, so, like, yeah, like the Bat books, I think, right now are all across the board, at least solid, if not very good. Yeah. Um, I, it, 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 it kind of fell down the stairs and ended rather weirdly and clumsily. I really enjoyed the Spencer Spider Man run. So, I am reading Bat- uh, Spider Man Beyond right now because I, like you guys, like, you know, I was raised on a steady diet of Brendan Riley throughout the nineties. Yes, yeah. I came into Spider Man through the the Clone Saga, so I'm reading that. Um, the current Daredevil run, which I think is about to end. I'm, I'm I read that the latest issue today. Yeah. Um, last week, uh, Immortal Hulk ended, which is kind of an odd ending. Um, uh, Miles Morales, which has been it's been all right. <laughs> I, I guess it's been awesome. Uh, uh his oh. suit sucks. <laughs> Oh, no, God. I will absolutely. I've been, we, we've we've kind of been like batting around tonight. I will, you're absolutely right by that. His suit is atrocious. <laughs> uh, that, but but like the one non superhero book I really enjoy right now is is, is Image uh, Sweet Paprika uh, by is it Mer- <laughs> Merkov Gandalfo. 
Andalfo. That is yeah. such a fun book. Uh, that's that's really it's a really fun, sexy book. But the artwork is just god tier. It's like the mm-hmm. most fun artist I've seen in the current modern day since Babs Tar. I really enjoy her stuff. So like that's mm-hmm. one I, I kind of give a shout out to at the moment. Would you- just, just to go back to that Miles Morales hit, there is in the latest issue of his series. There's a he's sitting next to his vulture girlfriend. And they yeah. have their masks off, and he's eating. And then somebody comes, and he literally has to do two things: he has to put his mask on, and then pull up his turtleneck. It was like the uh, dumbest thing. It was like it's, oh. it's, it's an embarrassment. It's it's a terrible design. And every one of his designs in the game were were terrific designs. That's that Spider Man twenty nine design he has in the in the game is like my favorite. Why, oh, with, why, the, with the Daft Punk helmet, with the smoke, the smoky eyes, and the hoodie. Right. That was that was ill. I mean, so, yeah. I can I can see what they tried to do with it. Like, uh, you know, they basically combined uh, the two Scarlet Spider designs. Uh, yeah, it's a little pseudo Riley. Yeah, I can see that. And uh, and uh, Kane. Yeah, but uh, but at the Wait, same time, oh, yeah, it's very Kane. Yeah, I, mean, I have a yeah. forty minute video on my channel of it tearing apart. If you really want to, I know no, 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 bullets. Like and subscribe we, on YouTube. Is it forty minutes? <laughs> it's long. So it's, maybe it's twenty, but it felt like forty. I, I look forward to that being on the back of the tray paperback, Jamal. Uh, me no likey, Jamal Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's freaking sweatpants for God's sake. No, it's, it's not. In in, a, in, in other iterations, he's got like birds of prey leggings on. Oh on half of it. Oh, fish, fish nuts? Yes. Oh, yeah, but they're yeah, spider yeah. webs. But from far away, they still look like fish nets. This this can't be happening. Oh, man. This costume is so it's cool. And, 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 and the majority of America recognizes him from the movie with the original costume. And so what are we doing here? The irony is, is they gave him that costume for his 10th anniversary. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, Raph, Raph, Raph opine, opine on Superman seventy nine real quick, and then uh, uh, or seventy six yeah, or whatever I'm, it is. I'm still catching up on a lot of stuff. Um, main thing is Superman seventy eight, which uh, oh my god, you know, <laughs> super. We I have talked about this so many times over my life. Yes, you have. Superman Superman seventy eight is like the the. Like if if you could pick a movie to define myself, my personality, it's Superman seventy eight, right? We've all talked about this, right? Endlessly. So um, for them to continue the Christopher Reeve Superman story, and to to introduce Brainiac, and to still have like like uh, Lex Luthor, and uh, <laughs> and Margot Kidder's Lois, it's just so. I read it when I read it like. I'm coming up with a, a different, a, a new score for Brainiac. I'm the, the John Williams theme is swelling in my head all the time, and like I, I've I've cast Brainiac already. It's the guy who played uh, Mister Freeze in the animated series. I don't remember his name mm, off the top of my head. Her. Like it, oh, this this like I mean Jamal gets Jamal understands like this, <laughs> yeah, this no, book absolutely. is made for people who love that that Christopher Reeve Superman. Right now Even that the, you guys have that, can you shut the fuck up about it? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I want more. I want more. Su- no, okay, okay. I I think I think the the um, Superman and Lois Superman is the best Superman I've seen in a long time. Agreed. Yes, Great. I love him. I absolutely a love plus. him. If you gave him a movie, I'd be totally cool with it. Yeah. If you didn't and just get the show, I'm totally cool with it. Mm-hmm. Would I like a movie the Dragon Balls and sure. resurrect Christopher Reeve? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the yeah. only way. 
Yeah, that's the only way. No, but like, it's so good. And like, even them using the Styrofoam S, which I used to roll my eyes about. Oh, God. Such, like, I don't give a shit. It's like, <laughs> it works. Hey, it works for me. I, I, I can't I, believe they got me to like it. Can I say how much I love the, the you know, revised Superman costume in, in Superman and Lois? Like, like, mm-hmm. like the one that they've been using. Yeah. It's just so yeah. good. I wish it wasn't so so bulky. I wish it wasn't so like fake looking. Honestly, I, 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 I think I, they're gonna tr- they're gonna trim it. They're gonna trim it down for next season because he's a big guy. Yeah, he is. From what, from he has his natural is. muscle. I mean, his shirt. Yeah. That, that shot with his shirt off. I was like, yeah. holy shit! Yeah, it's yeah. like a Jim yeah, Lee drawing. <laughs> but um, hey, but, but, but also is, like, the colors are a little dusty yeah. and faded. They kind of made it a little brighter. That'd be nice. I, I, I think the MOS influence. I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they no, went from the Supergirl design with the tied in with the weird like collar thing here, right? And the darker colors, but it was like raised, and they went away from that. And I, f- I feel like they're gonna go back towards that. I don't know. Yeah. I prefer the current look over that look for sure. I mean, I don't want that weird collar back. Yeah, don't I don't like wrong. that either. Yeah. I don't like that either. You're right. No, I, I, I think this was a step in the right direction, but they can improve yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, the other book I just caught up on, except for the latest issue, is Superman: Son of Kal El mm-hmm. and uh, Superman in the Authority. And it's it's weird because like, so Grant Morrison writes Superman in the Authority, and, and I've talked about how much I love Grant. But and like, it's just set up for Christopher Kennedy comics. Johnson's run. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't why understand why, why Superman is so much older in that series. Uh, so the whole point is it's supposed like, to be an alternate reality, though, isn't it? No, nope. no. It's in it's in the main main universe. Number it leads four straight into the war world stuff. Continues in action comics. Yeah. So my thing is like, um, it's weird for me to see Superman pass the torch, right? Because like, literally, since I've been like thirteen years old, like DC One Million came out when I was thirteen years old, and that established in my head he's literally going to be like, like forget Batman forever. He, Clark Kent is literally going to be Superman until the year eighty five thousand. And he's always <laughs> going to be Superman. And I've had that in my head, my like, what, 24 years now, 25 years now. And the fact that he's passing things off to, to, uh, to John it is weird. Cause it's like, it's almost like he, in a sense, he's giving up to me. Like he's just, he's at, like, like Grant has him admit like, Oh, I was this whole time. I've been reactive. I haven't used my powers for the right for, you know, to, to change the world. I've just been stopping disasters. And but then he in in Son of Kal El he tells John like, you know I'm not a part of this planet I just came here you're born here it's your it's your your you can make a difference where I couldn't because people wouldn't yeah that's wrong and it's like yeah exactly like you're implying that Superman no one accepts Superman the most that sounds really nice for your story whoever's writing this thinks it Morrison that sounds really nice for the convenience of your story but that is traditionally not how he sees it's actually that's actually Tom Taylor writing Tom Taylor your Mm. Nightwing butt buddies right yeah Tom Tom Taylor wrote that (laughs) not my butt buddy that's the thing (laughs) I'm so confused by it because like I get it because we need to transition to John but like but don't that lie. line really bugged me, and I and I get like the idea that John is supposed to succeed Superman because in the DC one main storyline, Superman eventually leaves Earth and like just just like travels the entire universe and goes to like ten dimensions and comes back basically a god and bequeaths more powers to his bloodline, and then lives in the sun for like eighty thousand years. But like it's just so weird to me that we're getting to this point, and not in the sense of like, oh no, John's not my Superman. I don't like this. It's just like a. Because I'm not a child, I accept that 
things move on. Like in real life, things move on, right? Like mm-hmm. things change. Yeah. And co- in comics, they almost never do. It's just funny to me to see it actually happening. For right. super- it's never happened for us for Superman, I don't think, where we transitioned him a- away from Superman. Well, and, I mean, like, you, another you've Superman. had Robin with Damien come in and, and be Damien, you know, be Robin yeah, for the like the last Batman, 10 years. It happens all the goddamn time. Dick's been Batman. I think. I think uh, even Tim's had a shot at Batman once or twice. Some some weird I mean, a, some weirdo named Azrael was Batman for a while. Yeah. Oh like, my god, the greatest I hero worn of my all new time, shirt. Azrael. <laughs> yes, the greatest Bat character of all time besides Cassandra Cain, Azrael. Oh, Those god. two are the best. Um, but like, you see what I mean? Like, like every other character gets to like have an even Wolverine. Like mm-hmm. y- y- Laura, Laura was Wolverine for a while. Like. A lot of characters have a next generation. Yeah. But Superman really never, ha- it's always been implied it'll happen in the f- distant and, future. And, and now it's happening. I mean, I think and it's happening. And yeah. like, I don't hate it. Like, I'm not saying, like, like that's the thing. I don't hate it. I'm you just, just got to get like, used to it. Yeah. Mixed about it, right? Yeah. Like, it's a, because I don't like how they got rid of, like, it's got to justify itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not the thing. It's like, it feels forced, but also, I'm interested to see what kind of stories they tell with John that they can't with Clark, mm-hmm. like the current one that every all all the reactionaries are all what? pissed off about. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. Oh my he god. John, he kissed a boy. Oh no. What? And they and they and they changed the motto that wasn't even you know a motto created for comic books. It was a motto created for a freaking radio program, and that right. yeah, exactly. On, like, Who cares? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I whatever. Mean, so yeah, I mean, I I think it's I think the direction in Superman's interesting. Um, uh, you know, and I think there's that it's really interesting that I'm getting so much Superman. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we've gotten this many super. Like I can w- read a Christopher Reeve book and I can read a book about John Kent at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yep. That it's been like since the I don't like the the Triangle days. I think that yeah. we've had this much Superman. That's true. That's true. Yep. Uh, Brandon, ah, Brandon, Brandon, you managed to read anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, I pared down a lot. Even more so than usual, uh, but definitely uh, ever since Hawks and Pox last year, uh, X Men has been hitting on every fucking cylinder for mm-hmm. me. Like every book has been like consistently good, and uh, and you catch up. Yeah, it's um, that's like X Men has been like my go to book since I was like, God, it was, it was actually the first comic book I ever read as a kid. I was like seven years old. X Men number one. Yep. Uh, and then they relaunched it a year later when I turned eight with uh, with the Jim Lee stuff and like. <laughs> this was very much of like it hits nostalgia, but it's also like adhering to like all the continuity at one time, mm-hmm. which I really do appreciate. And uh, especially after Hellfire Gala now, where they're doing some major shakeups and status quo changes. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm here for this. Leia Williams X Factor, I still swear by that. Is, that has been mm-hmm. like the standout <clears throat> other book um, outside of the 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 X rotation. Um, mm-hmm. like really, really issue. impressed by it. Yeah, I liked yeah. Excalibur the best so yeah. far. Okay, like yeah. even with like, like with all the stuff that they're doing now with X Men, like where they're like paying off, like, uh, God, with uh, with sort with a sort of uh, uh, ten of swords with like you know mm-hmm. Saturnine and all other stuff, where they're just mm-hmm. even in all this other stuff that's been happening over the last thirty or forty years. It's yep. just delicious, and it's just like, oh yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Claremont fans have been drooling over this entire thing, like bringing back mm-hmm. shit that hasn't been even been touched in in, right. in years and years and years of the like Excalibur lore and X Men lore. I'm I'm kind of two ways about it. Like I really like this new era of X Men, and and I want to thank Jonathan Hickman for 
sprouting creativ- creativity amongst the X writers that mm-hmm. they've been able to take this idea and run with it. Yep. But at the same time, since he's like doing this Inferno series now and as it's like the end of my story, I'm like, what's I'm kind of like, I know he told Hoxpox, which is a story and we'll get Inferno, which is a story. But like the X-Men series he was writing in between didn't really feel like a story because it was like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Right. They were I mean, the biggest yes, thing more he than added was else. that terra terraforming Mars bit in Planet Size X Men. Yeah. Which is really like, cool. But I, I, I'm I, like, man, what where was I, I wanna I guess I'm curious to what the original outline was, but at the same time maybe I don't because I really like the direction they're going now. It seems like everybody's just taking it and running with it. And this is really the kick in the ass that X Men needed in the last twenty five years. Yeah, oh no! It right. certainly got me to start reading X Men on a regular basis. Yeah, but yeah, even with like the vignettes, I feel very much like it's like that soap opera feel that X Men was known for. Mm-hmm. Where, like you, you bounce from here story to story to story. We're all like you, your, your A plot and your B plot going on, and then off like there's your C plot like five miles away, right? Yep. Like I feel very much like that is what makes a really good X Men book. You know, comics and, greatest like, superhero soap opera. Exactly right. Yep. Like, and I think that's really what's drawing me back into the, to the X-Men again is that, you know, I actually care about these characters again. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep, definitely. Well, I mean, yeah, there was a time there where Marvel was like, hey, X-Men, Fantastic Four, go away. X-Men Red, X-Men Gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, uh... and, and, and then eventually they were like, oh, hey, wait a minute, we own you again. Come back. We love you. <laughs> the dark time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, you managed to read anything comic related, uh, whether it be manga or otherwise? Oh, you remembered I existed. Hey, what you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't been reading too much lately. And what I have read hasn't like knocked my socks off. But I will note that, you know, today I went to see our, our DM, Austin. That's only relevant to me, Ian, and, Ra- and Raf. Mm-hmm. But uh, he lent me the volume two of Headlopper. Okay. I know it was a few. Oh, Headlopper's good, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, I, I think of it as like, a more hardcore gory adventure time because it has mm-hmm. like that very cartoony style and, you know, but it's just classic, you know, swords and sorcery type thing, which I guess right. I'm in the mood for because, you know, we've been playing, you know, D and D for, for a while now. Uh, I will recommend two things that are not comics, but are, yeah, I guess D and D related. One was, I just read Keith Amon's uh, live to tell the tale combat tactics for player characters which is entirely about like not sucking in battle Mm -hmm. you know and like it's not just about min maxing but he's kind of like you know these are the kind of the abilities you want to pick this is what you should do in combat like and you know this is how you can buff the other characters so it made me a little more thoughtful about my role in combat but then you know we played on monday and it was just all role playing and it was glorious (laughs) yes yes it was Yeah, so that was the one thing. The other thing is you you were there when I bought the Mystic Libations book mm-hmm. at near Comic Con. Yep. I actually haven't wait. Yep. It is a uh like I guess you could say a recipe book, a cocktail book of like D D themed drinks, but it also has an adventure module in it. So if you wanted to like play out the bar and like have your group <laughs> go on like alcohol themed adventures it's in here and it's uh, the guys who worked on it one of them is an actor uh todd sandswick and the other uh works on like tiki bars and he worked at like disney and stuff so they're not just like some randos so yeah you know Uh, it's it's funny i think i've only ever played meme characters with all you guys that have played with me (laughs) 
I've never really? played a serious character. Yes, really, yes. Really that, that's 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 played, very. But the that, thing is, with other people, I've played me. original characters I created uh-huh. and put thought into. But you guys get Batman and Alex Reynolds from Dark Order. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We do. Thanks. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I I feel bad. I, I I feel like you guys deserve my A game, but you get my you get my A minus game to, to, to go to go it's behind bad. the scenes of a Dungeons and Dragons game that only that only Chris uh, I and Raph are a part of. Uh, yeah, we're basically going full Ocean's Eleven. You son of a bitch, I'm in with the next part of our campaign, so I look forward to that. Yeah, uh, sorry, Raph's game with me. Yeah, I get fucking Batman. Thanks, Raph. <laughs> you asked for it. You asked for it. I had another character let up. Wait, you're not gonna do Bruce? I'm like, fuck yeah. If you want Bruce, I'll give you fucking Bruce. Oh, you, oh no, you're playing Bruce Wen with him. Mm-hmm. I'm playing Bruce Wen in Barovia with him. Oh god damn it. Mm-hmm. So, I so I'm retreading a lot of ground here, my uh, friend. Hey, hey. You, you asked for it, you it's idiot. Fun. Yep, this is completely you your asked fault. Bruce. You should have just let me create something else. Look, I'm, I'll kill him next session. Don't worry. Oh, great. Uh, then I could be, then I could be Richard Grayson. <laughs> we, we, we already, we already, we, we already brought this up on the on the New York Comic Con episode. Uh, but I will reiterate when it does come out, which it, it's, it is coming out very shortly. Uh, or is it out already? Is Prodigy Episode 1 out yet? That no, is it comes out this week. Okay. Three, three hours from now. Okay. Three yeah. hours. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Three hours from now. Um, it'll be the pilot that we saw in New York Comic Con. Yep. The third episode will be held for next week. Nice. And I do have a piece going up at three in the morning that goes into more detail. And we can probably talk Paramount about that Plus. on a different podcast. We, we can definitely so. do so. I'll just say watch it. It's fantastic. That's that's really all I wanted to add to that is that, uh, yeah, it's so Star Trek continues to impress in many, many different ways. That's not the cartoon where that guy showing his anus that I saw popping around last week. That's no, Lower Decks. that's Lower Decks. Uh, and and Lower Decks is great. Lower Decks is fantastic. Uh, seriously, it's 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 not just it's not just parody and silliness it's actually like full fledged star trek and it's my favorite ways. of the three star trek shows and yeah. i never expected that at all if we can get star trek anus we can get and we can comic book batman <laughs> in a movie <laughs> see? see positive and, see well, there's hope and there's with, hope right? and with and with that <laughs> i go around the table and i let the rest of the people who are listening to this know where they can find each of you people so uh, i will i will start off with raf where can they find your shit uh i am online too much but do nothing with it maybe i'll start doing comic book videos because i've had the itch for a little while um I have youtube channel is raf does stuff uh so is my twitter handle and my instagram i'm online way too much so you can always find me and bug me and i'll give you an eight hour rant on how great superman 78 is or how great shang chi is so whatever <laughs> yes and he did that just here uh donna where can they find you uh, a couple places uh over at the batmanuniverse.net i'm currently reviewing nightwing and i'm also working on this like multi-part giga essay on batman and sexuality i have a couple parts up right now it's very very research intensive. I'm actually like, like seriously, like writing an essay over this. Uh, the, the part that I, I put up is pretty much everything Frederick Wortham involved, in which I sort of lay out my hypothesis that he is the greatest influence for Batman up to today, like more than Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, I also am posting the, uh, less edited versions of that on uh, my podcast website, uh, Questions We Don't Have Answers, KinoAnswers.com. The most recent episode, myself and my co-host Harrison Chute did, was us. 
coming close to killing ourselves over trying to deconstruct Candace Owens. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Why? Why do you hurt yourself so? <laughs> that was. I, I will. I will say this. I, I, I know poor Ian needs, needs to get some sleep. But like that was the sing- in all the years of podcasting. Yeah. That was the single most hardest uh, uh, preparation I have ever done for a podcast. I was like, no joke, not fun at all. Well, Why don't you mm. inter- um, interview Ben Shapiro next? Jesus. <laughs> also, also, also at, this the, at, at, at this point, don't worry about me sleeping. I'm, I'm powering through because it doesn't make any sense right. to sleep for two hours. So no worries. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Uh, 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 but yeah, thank you for having me. No, oh, as always, our pleasure. Uh, Brandon, what about you? Uh, yeah, you can find me online on Twitter, mainly probably now uh, at the Dabadon. Uh, soon to be on youtube with the blurred dm uh i am can now announce that i'm making a podcast with raf we are doing a poc actually dono was supposed to be part of it also but dono has uh, other obligations uh we are doing a poc only uh dnd live play d-o-d-o-d-n-d-o-c no. DMG. Me. POC. Please only crit. Yeah. The character I play, it's a surprise. Yeah. Is it Batman? Do you play Batman? Is it Batman? How did you guess? No, he plays a a rich elven male who may or may not have lost his parents at a young age. And he didn't lose them. They were they were they were unfortunately taken from me. Oh, I see. I see. I, I, it's were, an omen. They were I shuffled off the elf. mortal coil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> My parents yes. have been shuffled. All right. And nice. uh, uh, Chris, what about you? Trying to unmute there. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching the point where I can no longer like put my hand on like the mouse to unclick. <laughs> uh, I'm in the usual places uh, at Chris Nautis. If you want to read all of the c- crap I've been writing for Engadget and Yahoo, though you'll notice I've been writing a lot of toy posts because the holidays are coming. Mm. Except they're, they're not. Like, they're on boats still. <laughs> yeah. Except, well, that's, that's the, that's the, uh, the big like tag thing is like, do your shopping now because of supply chain issues, mm-hmm. which has got to be the worst like holiday, like pitch ever. But I, I, I think it's been effective. Yeah. This is, this is my cynical, awful side. Talking, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you can read, like, I'm still doing some stuff for Engadget. Um, you can read that up on, on Engadget. You know, again, I'll tweet it on at Chris Nottis. You can check me out at, at Lampane if you just want my personal shit posting. And, you know, well, I mean, last time I was on with Ian, I also mentioned I have an article in the latest issue of O-Reader. So I'll keep pimping that until there's a new issue of O-Reader. Mm. Excellent. Uh, Jamal. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at jamaleigle.com. I'm on Twitter at jamaleigle. On Instagram at jamal underscore eigle underscore artist. Don't bother to follow me on Facebook. <laughs> I barely post over there anymore. Don't occasionally, occasionally, but not not as often. But you know, if if you're as was told to me several times in Baltimore, I am apparently a, a very entertaining Twitter follow. Yes, you so, are. You are. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Everyone in this call can say, yes, you are. And you're doing God's work on Twitter. Guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and last but certainly not least, Mr. Casino. On Twitter at, I don't even know what the hell it is. Cas- Casino B. Casino B, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I changed it to Saturday. Ah, whatever. Anyway, most importantly, it's at Casino B. But uh, most importantly, 
BK's Bullets on YouTube. Go watch that. I've never heard of this. What what is this BK's Bullets that uh, that, that that you speak of? Is this is that this something is new? The YouTube channel. I'm slowly slowly growing. Raph, if you do comic stuff, good luck. <laughs> Apparently, opening up omnis and shit is the way to go. But those are hella expensive, and yep. most of those guys get them for free now. Mm. So. Very difficult. Or statue reviews apparently are very popular, but talking about comic books, not good. But they are evergreen content, and I do see the views going up and up and up on these old reviews I posted. So Excellent. One day. Fantastic. Well, as 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 mentioned previously, uh, you know what? Screw it. Let's just start. go ahead and start the, uh, the exit music from here. The email address for Comic Timing is comictiming at gmail.com, facebook.com slash comictiming for more conversation. And you can find most of us over at the uh, the Comic Geek Speak Supergroup as well. Uh, Patreon.com slash comictiming if you'd like to support the show. Uh, there's currently an episode up there uh, that's going to be the next episode of Comic Geek Speak featuring myself, Chris Nautis, Comfort Love and Adam Withers that you should go ahead and check out as that was super fun and we were in their hotel room at New York Comic Con and it was good times all around Uh, and uh, that's just about it so for everybody on this call there's six of you I'm not going to name you by name that'll take too freaking long thank (laughs) you so much for joining us it's always appreciated and as always there's always time for comics see you again in a year when we do this again Bye. Bye. Okay, we're doing Bye. Podcasting. Podcasting. Maybe 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 by twenty twenty three. Oh, probably not. I love that the <laughs> outro music just represents the time before everyone used samples and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>